This is the Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, the Monty Show on a football Friday. Good to be with you. As always, we are presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, no matter what your situation is, they've seen it. Workman's comp, car accidents, motorcycle accidents, don't worry about it. The Advocates at theadvocates.com have you covered. The best part is they care about their community. They're always giving back. That's why they don't charge you a penny until they win your case. You pay nothing up front. You never reach into your pocket. In fact, right now, today, Go talk to an injury attorney for free at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Busy Friday for you. Uh, And boy, I feel like we talk about the Pat McAfee Show on this show all the time. Um, And today, Pat was in the great state of Utah. So have we decided, is is it Utah, Utah, Utah? Utah. Where where do we come down on it? Um, Pat McAfee pissed off BYU fans something terrible today. So there may have been, there may have been a few Monty show signs in the crowd. Right. Uh, There may have been a back to front sign in the crowd. A reference, of course. And there may have been many, many, many soaking references. Is this something you could just laugh off and have a good time with? I think if you don't go to BYU, this is something you can laugh off. I think if you are, you know, just a football fan, yeah, I think you're going to laugh this off. But I think that, you know, Pat and Cam Rising, and I love Cam Rising. I, I'm not even mad at him for it, but there's no getting around the fact that he went way out of his way to specifically bring up the fact that, you know, the soaking references have nothing to do with the University of Utah. And, you know, that's all about, you know, that school down south. Uh, you know, handles that stuff. Yeah, there was a TDS reference. From, and so, you know. There definitely was. Can you laugh it off? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, it, there's no doubt it was funny, but I, I think if you're Pat, you can't have it both ways. You can't be you can't be this guy that wants to be taken seriously and wants to be the biggest show ever and everything, but then also run out stuff like this. I think that there's a line to everything, and I think that's what you have to be careful of if you're Pat. Now, that said, um. All of that was incredibly offset by Kyle Whittingham's appearance and everything that went down with that. So I think overall it went pretty well. I think it was a a great show. And again, I am a Pat McAfee fan. I watch his show every day. Uh, I laughed at it. I thought it was funny, uh, but I instantly started, started getting tweets and DMs about your guy, Pat, being Mm -hmm. low cash. And I, I, it, it feels like, it just feels like we need to to have a little fun with it. I'm not going to bring that up, but what what do you do? <laughs> the uh, the soaking thing. I actually yeah, wanted yeah. to mention the, that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, soaking is um. What's that? Is it really a Utah thing? It, 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 it at this university. Oh, oh. down south type of thing. Oh, yeah. you're saying they do it down there in Provo. <laughs> down yeah. so we're we, quaking. We our, we're always quaking ourselves yeah. around yeah. here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We 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 handle things. Yeah. I mean, that's football in the state of Utah. Yes, it is. So if you're not having fun with that, or if 
if you're a BYU fan, I think you have to chuckle a little bit. Mm-hmm. One, you're living rent free in Cam Rising's head, like <laughs> at the very least, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you got into Cam Rising's head something deep today. Yeah. And it's it's just it's revelry. It's fun. I. I don't know. BYU fan, I, you, you, I think sometimes you're sensitive, but this is not something for you to be annoyed about. No, I mean, I thought that, you know, the whole thing, if you set BYU fan aside, you know, the whole thing went over pretty well in terms of in the moment, how it felt and everything. But I'm just telling you that there is, I absolutely believe that at some point you're going to come to a line. If you're Pat McAfee with all these jokes you make and LDS Friday and, you know, all this stuff you do, that is just unnecessary. You don't well, need to be taking shots. He's already getting a lot of heat from the people behind the scenes at ESPN. I mean, and there's been a myriad of things. The Washington State stuff, the cursing stuff, the um, the monopolizing of guest stuff, the million dollars to Aaron Rodgers, the LDS Friday, the... I mean, there's a lot of that. There were... If you saw Pat McAfee, he was at the University of Utah today. Because game day is there for Oregon and Utah. And Pat did the Pat McAfee show live there. And there was a lot of F-bombing on that show. There were 30 to 45 second blocks of no audio. Because the fans, because like, I mean, it was a raucous crowd. Like, did you see, did you see Kyle Whittingham rolling up today? And listen, I, I think we've talked about this. Kyle Whittingham, as I tweeted today, he's my goddamn football coach. <laughs> like, if you don't love Kyle Whittingham, I, I, I just, I don't understand what more you need to see. No, like matching Pat McAfee with the sleeveless sweatshirt, like the sunglasses, as I call them, because I own them as well. The douche goggles, right, like right. the backward hat, the Harley. I mean, look at this guy rolling up. It, it, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal that he rolls up, that he rolls up on a Harley right up on set. Like the crowd went crazy. And it's like a nice Harley. Oh. And he's dripping in swag. And like it just is perfect. Dude. I, I think this so perfectly captured the essence and the spirit of football in this town. And I, I think it, it, it's so, it's so unique because where else are you going to get this? Where, when have you ever seen that on game day? When have you ever seen that on anywhere, anytime where you have? A guy like Kyle Whittingham, who then goes on the Pat McAfee show and arm wrestles Pat McAfee. I really like, don't care if you think it's us. It was phenomenal because Kyle Whittingham's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you're looking for in a football coach. And I have zero problem with anything that happened on that show today. The the soaking earthquake references, the uh, – come on. I think I think we have got to learn to laugh at ourselves. Well, and I think if you're ESPN, this is precisely why Pat's a contractor, not an employee, right? Because if he was an yes. employee, he couldn't do any of this. And Plausible so, deniability. Yeah, and so, you know, it's like this situation where ESPN both gets ratings and catches flack. And 
honestly, until Pat has something that's just way like universally regarded as over the top, across the line, can't do it type situation, all this stuff is going to continue to happen. And I think, you know, like I was pretty happy with what I saw today. I knew immediately I'm talking about as soon as Cam Rising brought out the word soaking. Uh, oh, you knew it. You knew you that knew all it. the boys down at BYU we were, were going to start talking we about We were it. sitting here watching the show, and Jake's like, uh-oh. Yeah, you uh -oh. know what I mean? Like, as knew. soon as he said that, the, the, school, yeah, the school down south, it's like, it's oh, It's like, all right, God. dude, you know what you're getting into here, man. Oh, boy. And it became it, personal with me. But isn't this what college sports is supposed to be about? Yeah. Isn't that? I, I just, I absolutely love it. I love the uh, it's it's chilly outside, even though it's 80 plus 81 degrees in our studio and <coughs> we are sweating with no control of air conditioning or heat. Um, it's it's in the 50s outside. It's beautiful. It's crispy. Kyle Winningham's on a motorcycle. Tomorrow's one of the biggest games of his, mm -hmm. his Utah coaching career. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just don't know what more you want out of big college football atmospheres. I don't I don't think it gets better than this. I, I truly do not. And I think that, you know, for, for Pat McAfee, I, I, again, like I'm someone who both enjoys the program, but sometimes feel burned out on it. This is one of those times where I enjoy it. I, I think that, you know, he, he is game day on steroids on when he does his show on location on Fridays, because again, I was wondering because I, like, I was wondering how many people were going to show up to this show uh, on the Hill. Like how many people, like, was it going to be a big crowd, kind of a lighter crowd? Like we Dude. haven't seen, you know, game day hasn't been to Utah I, I, for a long time, maybe if ever. I can't remember the exact. Oh yeah, number. they have. They have been. Yeah. So I mean, it's been, but it's been a while. I mean, I know it's been a while. So so I figured it would do well for game day, but I wasn't sure what kind of reception Pat would get. And I think that you know, having you know Steve Smith Senior on, having Wick, Cam Rising, Dalton Kincaid, like all these dudes come on. Alex like, Smith. I, I, Alex Smith, like. So it's it's this love hate thing that I have for it, and 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 I'm curious what experience you guys have because there are a lot of days like today where I absolutely love it, where I'm laughing with them, like it's great. But then there are other times when you don't know who Jaden McDaniels is, uh, and what his contract extension well, with Shams looks like. I mean, if I'm we're like, talking if we're talking about the Pat McAfee show in general, he's great on football. Please don't talk basketball, please. Yeah. Please, just just don't do it. Yeah, right? but. Today, this is the best of the Pat McAfee show. Agreed. This is everything you want. And again, BYU fans and you guys, I I I I think you know we have a national audience on this show. We were we were looking at our numbers today for advertisers, and you know, our 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 number one market is is still Salt Lake City. But would it surprise you that Dallas, Houston, Orlando, uh, Miami, Tampa, LA, Los Angeles, San Francisco? Like Seattle's a huge market on the show. Like we have a huge national presence. I'm curious where you are. Do you get this opportunity? Do you get this for all our Texans with Texas, Oklahoma and the Red River rivalry? God I almost had it. Almost in the Red River shootout. <laughs> Do you get this in the Texas, Oklahoma game? Do you get this in any of the 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 Texas, if you want to call it a rivalry, but the Texas Texas A&M game, or I don't think you do. I think, and I've said this before, and I, I'm going to continue to die on this hill. BYU Utah is what rivalry football is about. 
You don't understand the life and death consequences of that football game. Yeah. You don't understand the fact that they're they're, you know, a half hour, 40 minute car ride apart. I think I think it's 50 something miles apart. Mm-hmm. And it is blood sport. It truly is in this state. It's everything that you want. And I I, I think I've got so many DMs on this today at 11 o'clock in the morning. And Cam Rising going on Pat McAfee's show in the FBYU chants. Do you love that? Is that what the University of Utah is about? No. But is that what their fan base is about? Absolutely. That is, and, and you fan, I'm sure this will annoy you, but that's who you are. Yes. That is who you are. And I don't, I don't think you should run from that. I truly do not think you should run from that. I think it just, it, it is, it is what it is. I just, I think it is remarkable to me that you can you can live that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But what'd you guys think of it? BYU fans certainly want we want to hear from you. Uh OG Gary says, let's go Utah. <laughs> you know. Uh Gary Wolf says, here's Monty. <laughs> hey buddy. <laughs> hey buddy. Uh James Gregory, cheater, cheater, booger, eater, cheated to win. Well, there is an update on the uh Michigan cheating scandal today. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of interesting stories like this PAC 12 story. We're going to talk about it, uh, coming up in a few minutes, I think is, is really interesting. Um, but TCU had prior warning about the, um, Michigan cheating operation mm-hmm. and changed their signs and left all the fake signals and signs in place. And it worked like a charm. It absolutely worked like a charm. And I think one of the things that's so interesting is it was a a known operation nationally and nobody did anything. This Matt Weiss computer scandal happens where he's being investigated. Matt Weiss, a former offensive coordinator at Michigan, um, being investigated by the FBI. And all of a sudden, this outside firm that was brought in to audit Michigan football um, went through a treasure trove of information on Michigan football computers. And all of a sudden they found the inner workings of a football cheating scandal. And so it all goes back to this Matt Weiss thing, which turned into the sign stealing scandal, which now everybody says, yeah, everybody knew about it. We all told the big 10, we all told the NCAA, which my question is, for everybody who's yelling and screaming that Michigan's being persecuted, well, it was an open secret and nobody did anything about it. How are you being persecuted? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because now a crime was committed and people got forensic on that ass and found all the evidence on those computers. Oh, oh so now you can't just ignore it because we have the financial records, we have the planning records, we have the video evidence. To me, this is this is a very serious thing, and I... I think the other thing that I was told today that makes a lot of sense, well, mainly because I said it last week, this isn't just about the cheating scandal anymore. Now the problem is the snowball is nearing the bottom of the hill and it's massive because it's a recruiting dark period scandal. Um, It is the, the offshoot of that recruiting scandal where Jim Harbaugh refuses to cooperate with the NCAA Committee on Infractions isn't truthful, refuses to testify, refuses to meet with them. Then when he does, he's evasive. So the scandal's one thing. How Jim Harbaugh handled it uh, is another thing. 
now you run into this situation where you have hard evidence, it would appear, that Jim Harbaugh and his football program were running a cheating operation by stealing signs with electronic equipment in other stadiums. Program. And if if one or the other was just at issue, I think Jim would be fine. He'd take a suspension. We'd all move on about our, our, our lives. But now you've got two, three, four things that in and of themselves, in this computer thing with Matt Weiss, it's multiple victims across state lines. Okay, maybe we could just kind of say, well, you know, you can't blame Jim Harbaugh for that. Well, but the recruiting dark period thing, well, and then he was dishonest and uncooperative, but, you know, it, it, it's not like we caught him cheating. Oh, now we caught him cheating. So you have all these things. And now the ball's almost at the bottom of the hill. And we can write off one thing, and Matt Weiss, Jim didn't know about that. But the thing you have to remember is the new rules that say the football coach is ultimately responsible for everything that happens in the program, whether he knew about it or not. You're not getting away from this. And it might be this year. And I think this is the other point that's so important. It might be this year, might be next year. But can the Big Ten really afford to have Michigan go to the postseason and win the Big Ten championship? Can the Big Ten afford to have Michigan go to the college football playoff? Can the NCAA afford that? Because you and I both know Jim Harbaugh is walking away from this at the end of this season. And I, I just don't think that you can turn a blind eye and just have Jim walk away scot-free. Because no. then, if you're Michigan, you're going to get the hammer dropped on you. I don't think you can allow that to happen. I think you have to. I think you have to get after Jim Harbaugh's ass. Yeah, I mean, you have you have to protect the university, which is why I'm still wondering why why we've heard nothing from Michigan on this. Why, you know, why there's not a hey, mm -hmm. you're sitting on the sideline, you're suspended with pay until the investigation's over. X Y Z, the usual spiel. Why have I not seen that? Why, you know, why is it that that the intern, the staffer, is the only one who's been suspended uh, and not Jim or anybody on the staff? I don't know why, but there's a reason. And then there's Aiden Hutchinson, um, one of the best Michigan players of the Jim Harbaugh era. Uh, he says it's only because Michigan's winning too much. They're coming at Michigan when Michigan's got a shot to win the national championship this year. So, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess, you know. The, the time will pass and... You know, people will forget about it and move on once uh, once we're the champs again. People are, are always stealing signs in college football, so people stole our signs. You know, other Big Ten schools stole our, our signs. It's just a thing when, when you're in college football. So, I mean, not any more than anybody else did as far as I'm concerned. So, wait, it's only because you're winning and other people stole your signs, so you're stealing their signs. But as Bob Stoops said this week, nobody's doing what Michigan's accused of. As Nick Saban said this week, if there's evidence of this, you got the punishment has to be strong. Like this is not normal. Yeah. Nobody are, are you telling me that, oh my God, people look across the field and decipher science? That happens every single weekend. I don't know of any other program that is that has got a fifteen thousand dollar budget carved out for tickets and travel, and is using their football interns allegedly to go in and videotape sidelines with a an a football department analyst who every weekend has been has been now pulled off a tape where you can see him with a signal chart 
where he watches the signal, looks down, and then tells people what play is coming. Come on. Nobody else is doing that. No. So we can say that, oh, Michigan's, they're just being victimized because, oh, my God. Well, that's what's incredible to me. Come on. Michigan play, like former Michigan players, you know, Michigan fan, like, you know, Michigan defender. That's what I'll call it. Michigan defender is just so sure. You're so sure that your Superman, Jim Harbaugh, would never do this. And I'm so sure that he would. I have no reason to believe Jim Harbaugh wouldn't do this. What tells us he wouldn't do this? Yeah, exactly nothing, right? Like, we we know that Jim is more than happy to skirt the rules. We know that Jim is more than happy to take advantage of the pandemic and the opportunities the pandemic provided in recruiting illegally. We, We know that that's who you are, dude. So am I really supposed to be surprised? That that you allowed or or maybe even maybe even spearheaded a sign stealing operation. I'm not surprised if if Harbaugh walks away from this. I think they are going to hammer Michigan, I think. And if if I am listen, if I am if I'm Michigan, I would have already taken him off the field because the only justification to have him continue to coach is if he's going to stay on. Never signed that contract extension, did he? Nope. And now you cannot. And if he walks away, I think USC is going to look like they got a slap on the on the pinky finger, not even the wrist. Mm-hmm. Because Michigan very clearly has not put their dog back on a leash. And he has run roughshod over the NCAA. And I think this summer, regardless of this cheating scandal, he was going to get piped anyways because of the COVID dark period recruiting stuff and the way he treated and disrespected the NCAA. Dude, this is just the beginning. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Uh, Harry Austin on Pat McAfee. Uh, Here's the problem for ESPN. Pat McAfee has always been this way, and he said he was not changing. Point blank, he said, we're not going to change this show. And Harry, you're exactly right. I agree 100%. Uh, Ryan Willie for $5. I doubt the big will do anything concerning Michigan because they're okay with a tainted nanny. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Not in this new era of college football. I really don't think so. Yeah. Not, not when, you know, the TV ad partner space gets super volatile when you have drama in your conference and they're going to cripple Michigan football. If, if Jim Harbaugh walks away unscathed, they will cripple Michigan football for this. If you do not take him off the field, and I would be shocked, I would be shocked if we, and I said it yesterday, and I'll keep saying it, if they don't do something by close of business today, and I understand it's five o'clock Eastern, so they're probably not going to do anything. But if you're just, if you're not going to do anything, I just don't. Well, I don't understand why, like, why you wouldn't do at least something. Like, uh, you know, even even if you wanted to defend Jim, you know that there's a certain way to play the game, right? So we're, yes. we're in, we're way too deep into this thing to be talking about whether or not Jim should be on suspension. The proper thing to do is suspend him just from like a logical, Hey, uh, there's, there's a scandal in the football program. Yeah. Head coach is going to have to be on paid suspended leave until we get this thing figured out. That's just, that's a standard procedure that's nothing special that's not anything out of left field we've seen that a hundred times in college football so so that's number one why i'm a little surprised by that but then number two 
I really do believe my opinion is, is that Michigan and the big 10 uh, uh, and specifically Tony Petiti are working together to figure out how they're going to go about this thing because they have to go about it somehow, like yeah. some way. And, yes. And if you're Michigan to me, I don't think you have a leg to stand on if you if your aspirations were to fight the Big Ten, let's say, or fight this or go against this. Like, I I don't know how you're supposed to do that. And we already know that Michigan had been cooperating with the investigation. So it seems to me like you're cooperating. You're doing everything you should be doing. You just haven't done anything about Jim yet. And the only thing I can think of why is because you have a plan with Tony Petiti uh, to do something. But I don't know what that is. What that is, I have no idea. Aaron Wilson gifted a membership to the program. Thank you. Appreciate you. Aaron uh, also says, let's go. Thanks for seven plus months of entertainment and friendship. Y'all mean the world to me, truly. Guns up. Pew, pew. Tech 24 or TCU 24, Tech 27. Ooh, we'll cover that game coming up. Uh, Hinata says, no one cares about this Michigan story except you guys. Yeah, nobody. I mean, nobody's talking no. about it. Mm -mm. Yeah, we're the only ones. Yeah, I, right. know. It's just, I can't believe we're the only I mean, wow. That's why ESPN's all over it now. That, I mean, why it's, you know, it's, it's what why it's... everybody is talking about. Come yeah, on. nobody cares. Be better. Thanks for the two bucks, though. Uh, Teddy Wayman for $5. Sup, guys? The Pat McAfee show today was great. I'm pumped for the game tomorrow. Yeah, start dropping your score predictions. Where do you guys come down on this? By the way. How have I not seen a Connor Stallion's burner phone account created yet? Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, we thought you guys were better than yeah, that. Yeah, come on. You know. Uh, Montana, Montana, didn't they lose in the playoffs last year? They did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They got uh, they got piped. They absolutely got piped. Uh, Mike Hawk, um, they can't punish the new staff and players coming in because they did nothing wrong. It needs to be this year. Oh. Somebody forgot to tell USC that was the rule. Uh, I think Michigan is going to get a special kind of attention from the NCAA. I mean, you let Jim Harbaugh absolutely run wild and ignore um, the rules. You did nothing to check him. You did nothing to make sure he was in compliance. There's no free passes here. Yeah. And I think the NCAA has been fairly clear um, that you will pay for the sins of the father. There's no question about that. And Jim Harbaugh is going to cost him. There, there is, there's no doubt about that. Yep. I, I don't see how it doesn't happen. Uh, Boyd Lake. So is Cam Rising playing tomorrow? No. Okay. Why, Boyd? See, I, this is what I don't understand about BYU fans. You know damn well he's not playing tomorrow. You're that upset about this. I, I well, I don't even understand. Maybe I'm just missing this. What what's how is that a dig? Like it's been oh, it's taken a shot at Cam Rising. There's no doubt about that. It, it's it, or at least and maybe Boyd, I'm wrong. I don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. I I feel like and I and I say that because I hear this from BYU fans all the time. I hear BYU fans saying, "Hey, I'm you know we're just yeah oh boy, Utah. Hey, by the way, is Cam back?" And you get all you get all pissed at Utah. Yeah. They wind up winning a big game against SC. Oh, but is Cam Rising back? I, I don't understand how that's an insult. The kid tore every ligament in his knee, and you're you're saying what? Exactly. Yeah. I I, I don't understand it. Yeah. So, uh, main event. We'll see. Don't go MIA on Monday. Okay. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer. Pew pew. Mm hmm. Uh, Brad Smith, Hutchinson is clearly lying as he benefited from the sign stealing. 
I don't know if he's lying. I just don't know why you would talk about it like that. I mean, especially he, whether he knew or not. I mean, I don't know why you would say, yeah, I didn't know anything about that when I was at Michigan. That wasn't, I, I never saw it. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You know, Jim R. Harbaugh does whatever he feels necessary, ignoring the NCAA. Yeah, pays zero mind to them. Yeah, it doesn't care. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely no doubt about it. Kaufman, uh, so Monty, are you thinking the death penalty for Michigan? Well, the death penalty is no longer a thing. Um, I think they will they will wind up limiting uh, recruiting. I think they will wind up um, likely having a less, less ability to recruit off campus. Um, I think that Jim Harbaugh himself will get a five-year show cause notice, uh, which means you will have to pay penalties. Uh, if you're a university that wants to hire Jim Harbaugh, uh, you will have to, one, make a case that there is not a better option out there for you. So you will have to show cause why Jim is the guy you need. Um, I believe you. there will be penalties handed down in the form of scholarship reductions mm-hmm. if you hire a coach on a show cause. Um, so it makes it almost impossible for him to get a job. And again, can I just ask this again for the hundredth time this week? Why would you hire him? He was sign stealing and still didn't win a national championship. And why are to piggyback on that? Why are Michigan fans so loyal to Jim Harbaugh? (laughs) He has won nothing. Yeah, nothing. And if this is proven out, he never beat Ohio State. If this sign stealing scheme is proven to be everything that we've been told it is, he never beat Ohio State. Oh, plain and simple. Uh, Woodworth says. Would Stallions, I think that's what that says, uh, be Michigan? Okay, good luck, man. Um, let's, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, Mike Smith, hint of what world do you live in? I ask because every college reporter is talking about the Michigan story as well as a number of college football YouTube programs. So, no, they are not the only ones. Yeah. No, they're not. You know, I just, it, it's crazy to me. Uh, Aaron says, what's poppin' haters? What's all Mike Smith? It makes you wonder if Michigan had anything to do with this private investigation in order to get rid of Jim. No, you guys, what I think happened is everything was kosher until Matt Weiss got in trouble with the law until there were computer access crimes committed, allegedly inside of Michigan football that were traced back to Matt Weiss. And I think then the FBI got involved, worked the Detroit Free Press reported yesterday, four months ago. Mm -hmm. And then Michigan was like, well, we better uh, investigate. We better bring in an outside firm to figure out exactly what the hell they're doing. And then this outside firm came in and audited and uncovered a massive cheating scandal. And because they're probably a licensed forensic firm, is my guess, they have a responsibility. Their due diligence includes, hey, we got to turn this over to the authorities. Yeah. And the authorities in this case is the NCAA. You know, because if you turn it over to Michigan, Michigan's going to bury it. And so, as somebody that's a licensed professional, like investigative firms like this are, or auditing forensic firms are, you have to turn it over to the NCAA. You're, you're as, and I think the proper terminology would be a fiduciary responsibility would be to the authorities in this case. You have to act, act 
act ethically. And I yeah. think that's exactly what happened here. I think that's exactly what happened here. Alex Rea, Michigan's being being crushed would be a boon for the sport, not a hindrance. Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. I just... I mean, I don't think... I, I can't sit here and say that, you know, cheating or or cheating that that produces issues with the integrity of the game, I, that's not good for the sport. I, I think that that big news stories bringing attention to the sport. Okay. That's never really a bad thing, but when, when it includes, you know, Hey, did you cheat to win Ohio to beat Ohio state? That's not good for the sport on any level. Two years in a row. And once at the shoe. Oh no, we were just more talented. We, we outcoached them. Oh, until it turns out that you bought tickets to eight of their games. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that video evidence is on your computer. Yeah. So, and you use a memo account with your own name attached. And to it. this is definitely something that's going to forever change how the Big Ten, you know, um, goes about monitoring, compliance. scouting, and compliance. Compliance. Yeah, I mean, compliance. this is forever going to change compliance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And it, and it would be shocking to me, knowing the depth of this scandal, um, if everybody at Michigan wasn't bucked up and didn't get to buckedup.com to get themselves some buckshot. I totally agree, man. That'd be stunning yeah. because you have to be of clear mind when you're making these big decisions and in your life. maybe that's the excuse for Jim. You know, he didn't have a buckshot, and he just – he wasn't that a makes sound a lot of sense mind, to me. you know? He, makes that's a lot just of what sense. the issue was. Yeah, he didn't have the 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine. Uh, he didn't have all the brain food that comes in this little bottle that gives you the ability to do what needs to be done. If you got to power through the rest of your day – if you got to get that report done, the pivot table, the Excel spreadsheet, uh, if you are a football analyst, it's got to go through a bunch of video that your interns brought back from Ohio State. <laughs> you just pound a buck shot, bro. You know, you pound a buck shot that you got for free in the link in the description of this here show, Grum. Uh, in the description below, there is a link uh, to get six free buckshot samples. Go hook it up right now. Here's in a nutshell all you need to know about Bucked Up. The best ingredients that make the best products that do exactly what they say they're going to do. It's 35 past hour number one, two and a half hours ago. I'm going to drink this buckshot right now. We, because there's two O's in douchebag. Yeah. Uh, we're going to drink these buckshots right now, and we are going to cruise for the next two and a half hours. Mm. Ice cold. You guys, right now it's 82 degrees in our studio. It is absolutely boiling in here. Yeah. You know, we'll be okay. We'll sweat off some calories, apparently. Uh, but we're still going to be fine because we have mental clarity and a lot of energy from Buckshot. Uh, BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at BuckedUp.com. Let me roll in this Pac-12 story. Um, very interesting today that I've had a lot of sources with the within the TV industry telling me about the Pac-2 trying to figure out what they'll do to broadcast their TV games next year. Right. And one of the interesting questions is, how many games will the Pac-2 play in their home stadium? Because sources have told us for six, eight weeks now, hey, they're going to have a relationship of some sort with the Mountain West Conference. Okay, great. That's going to be a scheduling alliance. Everything will be fine. But CBS and Fox, who have the rights to the Mountain West contract, are contracted for home games. 
So if you are Oregon State and Washington State and you want to play in your home stadium, will you have a home game on TV? That's a very interesting question. And is this where it comes in where you're going to do a deal with somebody like Script Sports, where you're going to do a deal with somebody um, that is going to the CW, that will broadcast your games regionally, and you'll make a pittance off of that. But I think that's what the Pac-2 are trying to figure out now. I truly think they're in the home stretch of this litigation. I think it's going to go to court. I think, unfortunately, that is going to wreck any opportunity the Pac-2 have to do a deal with the Mountain West on a merger basis. But I think from the people I'm talking to, the Pac-2 have made it very clear to their potential TV partners they want to stay together. They want to keep the conference alive going forward. They want to stay together as a a two-team conference for 2024, and they want to see what they can do about distributing their their home games next year. And I think it is as strong of an indicator as we have gotten at any point in time that Oregon State and Washington State, Jake, feel like they're going to win this court battle. Yeah, and I think that, you know, they're they're definitely in a situation where, you know, time is just going to take, you know, there's just going to be more time involved in this than would be ideal. And so because of that, you know, you're in a situation where, yeah, scheduling is going to be a really interesting venture for 2024. And it's going to be a thing where you're just going to have to make the best of it if you're in Oregon State or Washington State football player, staff, or anyone involved in the program, certainly the fans, you know, you're going to have to make the best of this situation until you find sort of a, you know, more permanent solution. And and my thing with this situation has always been that once the court situation's handled and you can get on to merging, however long that process takes, once you can get on to merging, I'm curious how many years on the grant of rights in the Mountain West will be left. Because when that merger happens, you're going to renegotiate that, that grant of rights. Do you extend it? Is it just a traditional renegotiation of it where the current terms stay exactly the same? You're just adding two teams to that to that reimagined Pac-12, if you will. So I think there's a lot of questions about the mechanics of that and how that would happen. But I do think, yeah, unfortunately for these two, they are probably going to have to play some more road games than they'd like to play. The path is probably going to be just a touch more difficult. But the good news is, is that if you have a scheduling alliance, with a group of five conference, you should still be right in the middle of every one of those games, and you should still have every opportunity to win that conference. And that's what I've always maintained about this whole situation and conundrum. You're going to be able to win a lot of football games, and you are going to be able to jump into an expanded college football playoff situation. So, you know, if every year or or three out of every five years, you're in a situation where you can win um, you know, one, maybe two games in the college football playoff, right. and maybe one year you pop off and go to the national championship game somehow, that's that's going to be great for business. That's everything you could ever want as a fan of these two programs. So I still maintain in the long run, you're in a, you're, you're fine. You just need to get through this court thing before the seas will settle, if you will. Yeah, and I, I think it makes a lot of sense for the Pac-2 to operate the way they're operating. There is no pressure for you to try and push forward um, because the only thing that matters is winning this legal battle that you have with the 10 exiting members, and I feel like they're in a good place to do that. Um, you have to be planning forward if you are the Pac-2. You have to have some sort of distribution next year. Uh, and if if I were the Pac-2, Scripps Sports is where, I, is where I would be trying to go because they have, at Scripps Ion, they have representation in your neck of the woods. 
Um, you are a valuable TV partner. Washington State has historically done very well on TV in the PNW. Uh, so I would tell you that there is a very good chance um, that they can put something together on a regional basis, which is where TV is going anyway. You look at script sports with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the Arizona Coyotes, the WNBA, like they're doing regional deals um, where they are able to extend the reach of the Las Vegas Golden Knights through Idaho and Montana and Utah and Nevada, like growing their footprint exponentially. And if you are Oregon State and Washington State, you have a chance, at least in your region, to be exclusive on Script Sports and Ion. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. It makes all agree. the sense in the world. So, uh, Duck season for $2. Bo Nix owns the University of Frauds, 42 to 17 final. Well, no idea well, that's who. Funny. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know who you're would be referring to. Yeah, that's funny. Is that why there was a sign on game day that said Oregon Duck fans wipe back to front? Well, they do. Idiots. I, I think that was just a statement of fact. So, I mean, the, the funny thing about Oregon fans, this is what's wrong with Oregon fans. Like, you guys are just so un... You think like you own the world. Holier than thou. And you haven't won anything. That's the That's the part that has always rubbed me the wrong way about certain programs in this country, Michigan being one of them. When is the last time Michigan was like, whew, like Jim Harbaugh has won nothing. Anywhere he's been, he's won nothing. So what are you, what are you hanging on to? Dan Lanning's lost the only game this year that counts. Yeah. And you, you, like you, you roll in here. That's why I don't read your comments, duck season. And, and Hey, if you want to keep tipping us to read your comments, knock yourself out, dude. But it's, it, it is just so, Oregon Duck fans have, in my opinion, been as classless and as unappealing of a fan base as I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, from the BYU slander to, I mean, and that's not new or unique for Utah or for, uh, for Oregon fans. And it, it's just like guys like Duck season. I stopped reading your comments because you're just a jerk to everybody. There's no like real conversation or. So you come in and you start calling people frauds. You guys got your ass kicked by Washington. So if anybody's a fraud, it's Dan Lanning. Yeah. So I, I just think that's such a that's such a Oregon Duck football fan statement. You're on brand. Uh Jimmy Otson, Pat McAfee's a tool, Ducks 36, Utah 17. I'm I'm really curious where this game goes, directionally speaking. Because Jimmy, I actually think that's not that far off of a possible score. You look at the fact this is minus six and a half, 47 and a half. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Utah's offense plays right into that, right? Because with Bryson Barnes, and we could sit here and talk about how he's a reinvigorated Bryson Barnes or he's had this huge change of perspective and enlightenment. Hey, that's all cool. Show me. Right? Oregon is arguably the second best team that Utah has played this year. And if they're going to win this game, Bryson Barnes is going to have to be one of the main reasons they do that. Because I, I'm really also interested to see how Utah's defense rebounds without Lander Barton. And he he was such an important, in my opinion, an important part of that defense. Let's see how this defense responds. They're so good up front. And I think they've shown you they'll make plays in the secondary. But Bo Nix is not a guy that's going to throw you to a win. He is going to dominate the underneath. He's going to be a five to seven yard passer. That's who Bo Nix is. He's not a great downfield thrower. 
Um, he is not somebody that you can say, okay, hey, we need to go 90 yards in 13 seconds. We need 20 yards out to the sideline every time. Yeah. It's not who Bo Nix is. Thanks. Bo Nix is a guy who I think is learning quickly that you cannot be a run first quarterback. And I think it's why I've said, I think this is Bo Nix, his best. This is his best. And I think when you look at Bo and you look at the way that he's played, I think he's done a much better job throwing with purpose. But I go back to the Washington loss. And you look at the numbers in that game, and I was looking at him last night, and it's it's remarkable that he averages 7.7 yards and throws for 337 yards. And you start looking at, well, like what are the what are the team stats? Look at the look at the total yards, 541 total yards for the for the Oregon offense. And you understand they ran for 200 yards. And they committed only five penalties. They possessed the ball longer. And you do that because you have a guy like Bucky Irving who's able to run 22 times and average six yards a carry. And Jordan James averaged six yards a carry. Their best weapon is always going to be ball control and running the football. And I, I think that Bo Nix has done a much better job of becoming a pass-first guy. But he's not going to throw them to a win. And I think specifically if you are Utah, you have got to come in here and you have got to stop them from running the ball. That's how I that's how I would win this game. And I I don't know that that Utah is going to be able to do that across the board, but this is clearly the best defense that the Ducks are going to see this year as well. Yeah, and I I wouldn't have any any surprise if Utah was able to trick Bo Nix into an interception with, you know, disguising and I mean this defense is very capable. I, I with that said, I still think if Utah's going to win this game, it's got to be, I actually think it's got to be very similar to the way the USC game went, where it's like, hey, you got to ball out on defense, get some extra possessions that lead to a bigger play here, a bigger play there, uh, you know, build some momentum. You're at home, obviously. Uh, and then, yeah, Bryson Barnes is going to have to play his ass off. There's just no question about that. And, and, yeah, sure. He had a nice night and made a big play at the end in the USC game, but but I'm not going to sit here and say that this guy is super talented, right? He the fact is is he needs to be Mr. Completion, Mr. Consistent. Put the ball on the money and let your guys run after the catch because if you can do that, you're going to be fine. You are going to be fine. But if we're going to play this game where like earlier in the year with Bryson Barnes, hey, yeah, it might have hit him in the hands, but maybe it was a touch behind him. Maybe it was a little too far out in front of him. Like, there's just a little bit of inconsistency early in the season. So, if we get USC Bryson Barnes and the ball's on the money and we're in a good, like, we're the, it's accurate, then I think they're going to be in a much better spot. But I, I can't, I can't see them winning this game if they don't play a, a, a nearly perfect game, meaning, hey, the defense has to get a turnover. You got to make a play on that. The offense has to be at least serviceable. When I say serviceable, I mean I'd like to see at least 14 in the first half, at least. And and if you can get to 21, that's great. But I think you got to be at least 14 in the first half. We can't be, oh, we're struggling to get to 10 points in the first half because Oregon's super physical and they've been making plays. That can't. That's not how this is going to go if you're going to win the game. So that's where I think Utah's really got to execute and be disciplined this week. Yeah, and I, I think that's going to be really important 
the execution part of it because I think when you you start looking at the the real variables in the Oregon Utah game, I mean, you look the numbers are very close. Um, but one of the things that I think is is so critical is Utah makes big moments happen week in and week out. Like they they make big moments happen. And whether it is pick sixes, whether it is big plays, punt returns, you know, a key turnover, mm-hmm. Utah has a knack for making you make a mistake in a critical moment. Yes. And I think that's at, at Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, you're at altitude. It is loud. The, the physical building itself shakes. It's a tough place to play a game. And you're going to be playing that game at 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, it is going to be a crisp afternoon. Like, I think the conditions favor Utah. I think the home field advantage absolutely favors Utah. I think this is going to be a really, really close game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. And I also think, too, there was a lot of talk about, like, offensive play calling and the balance between running and passing. And there's a lot of different ways you could go about this. But one of the ways I don't think you can go about it is just trying to run this thing up the middle. I, I don't think that would be very smart uh, playing against Oregon. I think Oregon is stout up front. They're not going to let you just run run right up the gut like you've been able to do against several of these other teams, specifically USC. And one more note I would add, this whole substitution thing that they did against USC, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was awesome. You controlled the pace of this game. You got USC out of rhythm on offense, and they had to call timeouts when they did not want to call timeouts because of Playcock. Play clock got Whoa. run down. Stay hard. Sorry, dude. It was mistake. Sorry. So I wouldn't be surprised if they ran that out against Oregon as well. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I would I would just remind you, it is a significant achievement to score 20 points on the Utah Utes at Rice Eccles Stadium. Yeah. And I think if you if you look at the way this game is going to be played, the Oregon Ducks have not seen a team nearly as physical as Utah this year. You, I just go back to that UCLA-Utah game, and you grinded your face off in that game. I think that's exactly what the Utes are going to do here. I think they are going to punch you in the face until you show them you can take that punch. Yeah. And I think that – I think there's a very – I love this game to be 23-20, 27-24. I think the special teams will abs- – special teams and penalties – you got to control yourself. Uh, NE says Oregon wins, Kansas upsets Oklahoma, BYU wins in, in overtime. That Kansas game, Kansas, Oklahoma, that's a big one. That's a big one because obviously, with being, uh, I, I mean, you're not losing much there if you're Kansas. So I think that's a big one. BYU's not going to Texas and winning. No. They, I, I, I love the BYU story. I think they have balled out all year. I give them a hell of a lot of credit. Um, I think this is this season has been nothing short of spectacular from the coaching staff. It's why I'm such a big fan of Kalani Sataki. But at some point, talent matters. And we see every year at this time of the year, the deeper, better, more talented rosters start kicking ass. And it's because Ben Bywater's out for BYU for the year. Well, you just don't replace Ben Bywater, especially against a dynamic, multifaceted, very physically talented offense like the Texas Longhorns. Mm -hmm. That's why now we're heading for October. Or, excuse me, November. October's coming to an end. Uh, I don't see any way 
that they I think this is a this is a 17 to 20 point win for Texas. I do think and I know it's a huge number. It is a huge number here on the Monty show all of our uh, previews on Football Friday presented by our good friends at Prize Picks prizepicks.com uh in the description below. Uh make sure you guys get the uh Prize Pick link to download the app it gets you 100% deposit matching. Prize Picks has been amazing. How'd you do on prize picks last night, Jake? Yeah, so about that, uh, not good. Lost again. Well, I don't have to worry about losing tonight because the flex play is guaranteed um, by prize picks. <laughs> it is flex Friday, right? Um, all you have to do is, uh, you know, you can pick games, pick pick squares of players. Um, payouts happen as soon as the entry's over, which I love. Like I'm a guy, I play three on prize picks. I've done a bunch of analytical work on this. Once you, you, if you pick one, two or three and, and like my prize picks tonight are all NBA, right? Tomorrow I'll do college football, but my prize picks tonight uh, are all NBA. So for instance, um, I have Julius Randle less than 23 points tonight. So all you have to do is the number on Julius Randle is 22 and a half. Is he going to score more than 22 points? I don't think he is, so I took less. That's the proposition on, on prize picks. More or less, Donovan Mitchell, 30 and a half points. Of course, I took less. Uh, Derek Lively, the second, more than 10 points. Of course, I took more. But I've learned that once you go over three selections, your chances of winning go down significantly. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I'm playing the guaranteed Flex Friday today. Uh, get it in the link. Not only do they give you 100% deposit matching, but you can get those guaranteed um, you can get those guaranteed flex plays from pr prize picks in the app. Click the link in the description below. Use the promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching prize picks, the official fantasy partner of the Monty program. Uh, I look at the BYU game, you guys. It's minus 20, and I, I think I would probably lean to Texas to cover that. Because I just think they're so much more talented than BYU. This is a talent issue. It, it It's no more, hey, we're going to drop 10 and, and rush with one. Right. BYU's a quality defense that's well-coached and, and uses a really good scheme. But talent's always going to outperform scheme. Because when you're not as talented as the offense, you're not going to perform. So, A, that's why I really like the Texas Longhorns in this game. But I don't know what you guys think. Uh, Lopes fan gave for $5. As classless and unappealing a fan base as I've ever seen. I, I said that about Oregon. Totally agree. Have you ever met New Mexico State fan? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, New Mexico State fan is that persecuted fan. Nobody respects us. Nobody cares about us. <laughs> God damn it. Like, that's who New Mexico State fan is. Yeah. They're just dreadful. I don't disagree with you on that at all. Expedition Greg, a member for a month on the program. Let's oh, go. Okay. Hey. hey. Uh, happy Football Friday. Always good to see you both. Greg, appreciate you. Brandon Butler for two bucks. The Utes want to drag you into a street fight. And, and how? And they will win. And how? Uh, Expedition Greg, in your opinion, who is starting for Texas since Quinn Ewers is currently out? Well, Sark said that it's going to be Murphy. Yeah. And I would not, listen, it, I would not play, I would not play Manning this year. Let's just stop screwing around with it. If he plays one game, what was the point of that? 
if Quinn Ewers is not out for the year, why are you playing Arch Manning? Yeah. Because that's your future. And if you're going to play him, I just would not. I wouldn't risk the injury. And what is the red shirt for three games, I think, or yeah, something like that? Yeah. I just don't know why you would. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Texas is clearly still going to be a power next year and the years to come. And I think that, you know, once Arch Manning is one of those talents that once you put the kid in, you're not taking him out yep. unless he's hurt or it's just so obvious he's not the guy and he's playing awful, which I highly doubt. So give Malik Murphy an opportunity, you know, uh, give the guy an opportunity. Let him go out and show you what he can do with a full game of reps. You know what I mean? Like Quinn Ewers is is an outstanding quarterback, but he's not available. So next man up, I don't give a damn what your name is or what year you are. Next, whoever's number two on that depth chart should be playing, and that's Murphy. And I agree with Sark's mentality on that. And I think that, yeah, I would agree. Texas is way more talented than BYU. Yeah, Something tells me that because this is at DKR, you're going there to get your ass kicked this year. There's not going to be a Taysom jump over a dude play. There's not going to be. That's not happening this time around because they are just that much better. Yeah, and I I think these are are two of the biggest games of the weekend. Uh, I think Utah-Oregon is the game of the weekend. Uh, And and I think Texas-BYU. Texas is out of time now. Texas is out of time. You have got to... You have got to stop the naysayers here. You have got to stop this. And I don't know what the right way to say it is, but you've got to stop the people from questioning whether or not you're capable anymore. And I think when you are the Texas Longhorns, you have to absolutely put your foot down. And and it's unfortunate it's BYU, but my messaging this week, if I were Pete Kwiatkowski, the defensive coordinator at Texas, I'd be talking about knocking them out in the in the first round. Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm coaching up my my Texas defense, I'm I'm talking about, hey, we need to get two turnovers in this game. Uh, you know, Keaton Slovis has shown, and I love Keaton, but he's shown a pre- uh, propensity to throw in a double coverage when he's on the run specifically. And and if you're going to do that against Texas, that's going to get picked. Yeah. And and so to me, I just think that that this defense needs to fly around and do what they do. And they'll be just fine against BYU's offense. But but the thing for me in this game for BYU, especially if you're Kalani, you, you damn well know you're going down there to lose if you're Kalani. That's not your message, but you know that's what's going to happen. The question is, how do you go about that? How do you go about losing? Because I maintain in college football specifically, how you lose is just as important as how you win. Uh, absolutely. You know, if you go down there and you no lose question. by, you know, let's say they lose by 14 instead of 24. Used by 14, hard fought game. You get a pick on Malik. You know, you you keep this game in question until the middle of the third quarter. That's a great reflection on where your program's at, playing a national championship contender. And, and I think OG Gary or somebody had said that that 20 points is is a number that BYU can cover. I don't I don't think there's any doubt that BYU can get under that 20. I think it's it's just gonna be incredibly challenging. And and I think when you um, you know, when you're, when you're BYU and you tend to go through these, man, do I use the word dark period? Uh, when you go through <laughs> these dark periods of yeah. offense, yeah, Keaton's going to have to have himself an incredible game, but you know what? I think here in the state of Utah, we've got two massive football games this weekend. Um, and I think it is nothing short of spectacular. Uh, what Kyle Whittingham did on game day this morning, riding up on the Harley, uh, what's in front of BYU. This is going to be one of the best fall weekends for football. So uh, let's all enjoy it and let's hope 
uh, to kick off hour number two that you guys are sleeping well, right? We've been telling you all about our, our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. There you see it, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Make sure you get to the website, register for your free sleep evaluation. And you know we're not dramatists on the show, but quite literally understanding the difference between snoring and sleep apnea is life and death. And I know as guys, we have egos and we worry about being embarrassed and we don't want to talk about things like snoring. And you guys, we have to talk about it because if you deal with sleep apnea on a night in, night out basis and you don't get it addressed, this might be the last night you ever you ever go to sleep. And I'm not trying to be over you know, dramatic about it, but I've had people in my family who have dealt with sleep apnea you know, like my 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 father-in-law dealt with it for years and years and years by doing nothing and then finally got on a CPAP machine. And you've got to go and talk to somebody. And the guys at Sound Sleep Medical, they're the best in the business. That's why Matt Deering from Sound Sleep Medical joins us. Matt, good to see you. Happy, uh, happy almost Halloween, by the way. Can you believe we're already through October? Hey, it's been crazy, but uh, it's good to be here with you. Yeah. So, hey, tell me, tell me about the benefits of a good night of sleep. This is what you guys do at Sound Sleep Medical. What is, what are the benefits of a really good night of sleep? Well, first of all, uh, I think all of us know benefit is that we have a happier wife next to us uh, during the day. If we can get a good night's sleep, and not snore, so they can get a good night's sleep. That's always a nice, uh, nice benefit. Uh, you, you know the funny thing about that, Matt. Yeah. Since we've been talking about Sound Sleep Medical, I cannot tell you how many guys have said, oh, my wife's the one with the problem. Does Sound Sleep Medical help wives and women? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many dudes have said, oh, my wife snores yeah. like a freight train. You know, the funny, yeah. So it's often misconceived that it's it's a male-only issue with the snoring. We Our, our patient base is about 50-50. It's about 40, 48-52. And so we do have a lot of even petite women that come in here and need help. That's wild. And I think the, how much of it is about quality of life? And I, I know that's a very leading question, but I, I truly think that when you sleep well, you just wake up feeling better. You're, you wake up ready to go. Like, so how much of, you know, helping people with snoring and sleep apnea for you guys is about quality of life of your, of your, your clients and patients. Yeah, quality of life is probably the biggest motivator that people have to come into the office. Uh, once they meet with us, they realize that uh, quality of life is going to be a good side product of what they're really treating. It's their health that they're treating. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people have come in and didn't realize that they're basically only living because their spouse is waking them up at night when they're gasping for air. Uh, they're, they're, mm. they're choking themselves every night because they're, they're, their throat's collapsing. They're not getting air to their brain. So their brain is dying faster. They're, they're putting themselves at risk for, for uh, dementia and Alzheimer's later in life because they're not, they're thinking it's just snoring or they're thinking they're just, you know, have a bad mattress. When the reality is the reason they're not getting sleep at night, the reason they're never going into, into, into REM sleep where that restful sleep comes from is because they have sleep apnea. And we're doing these free sleep screenings in our offices. You can, you can call us or go to the, to the link right there on the, on the screen. You take a little case like this home, you're going to strap it to your chest. You're going to sleep at night the normal, normally that you, how you normally do. Come back in and we're going to have a good idea. Is it, is it, is it just snoring? Is it kind of just a, you know, uncomfortable sleep or is there some serious health conditions that need to be treated? Man, that's so scary. And I, and I know that as dudes, 
And we talk about this on the show all the time. We're mm -hmm. proud guys, right? And I think a lot of us don't want to talk about it. Well, if I just don't talk about it, if it just lives back here and, and nobody at work knows I snore and, but it truly is that what you said, I think is so, is so impactful. It's your, you're doing brain damage. You're yeah. doing damage to yourself. Yeah. What is the experience like when somebody comes into to one of your locations? Because I think one of the things we worry about is embarrassment. We worry sure. about, you know, humility. Hey, are they judging me? Like, mm -hmm. what is what is the experience like when when one of our viewers comes to see it at Sound Sleep Medical? Well, here's here again. What's the most the thing I loved the most when I was introduced first to this to, the, to Sound Sleep is you come in and you're going to take a, again. I just open this up. You're going to take this device home with you. And I know this seems like a lot of wires, but if you've ever been to a sleep center, this at home compared to going to some place where they hook up all kinds of wires and tubes to you and have you sleep there at night while they're watching with a camera, that already makes it a lot more discreet and a lot easier to handle. When you come back in in the morning when we meet with you, we're going to sit down and we're going to go over that sleep test. We're going to identify how many apnea events do you have at night? How many times are you waking up because you're not getting oxygen? How many times are you actually snoring? How long do you have restful sleep? Do you ever hit REM sleep? Um, what's the amount of oxygen actually getting to your brain at night? Uh, how, how is your heart rate? Is it up or down? How many times did you roll over? Did you get up at night? So again, I'm going over the, uh, a plethora of information and all of that information is going to help us understand the treatment plan that's going to be best for you to help you get a good restful night sleep where you're not having apnea events, where you're not getting up in the middle of the night to go pee, uh, where your, where your spouse isn't pushing you or, or, or jolting you awake at night, uh, to, to get you to stop snoring or trying to roll you over to get you to stop snoring. Yeah. And real quick, before we let you go, I think the other part of this is there's no CPAP machine. There's no tough difficulty trying to figure out if you can travel, uh, with, with the device and all these crazy things that come with a, a CPAP. You guys just have a custom made custom fit mouthpiece that really can change people's lives. Yeah. I've got one here with me. Teeny tiny, right? looks like it could fit, uh, like a, like a mouth guard, something you wear playing football. Uh, has a strap that uh, basically that's going to keep your lower jaw forward at night so that uh, it's not resting back. It's keeping your airway open and you, hey, there's no forced air. There's no CPAP. There's no machine that you have to travel with. When you travel, this is all you take with you in a, in a, in a small case. You put it in at night, pull it out in the morning. Simple as that. We'll clean it off a little bit uh, and, and you're good to go. So maintenance on this is a lot smaller. I have people that come in that, that need CPAP, that still have CPAP, that will just get one of these devices because they like to travel and they hate to take their CPAP with them so they can get a good restless night's sleep while they're traveling. We also have people that are really have, have, have severe sleep apnea that they'll use this device along with a CPAP. So again, whatever your need is, we've got a solution for you. Uh, let's make it easy. Let's make it simple. Come in for a free sleep screening and a free uh, sleep consultation in any of our offices. We're from Ogden all the way down to uh, to Provo. Yeah, love it. Matt, uh, always good to see you, my man. I appreciate you guys uh, helping so many of our viewers. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week. Awesome. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Matt Deering, Sound Sleep Medical. You guys, please. You heard what he said. And I, and I really, so many people have asked me about this. Uh, like, are, are you, you're just being overdramatic so that I'll go get the sleep study. I'm telling you, it's life and death. And what Matt talked about there, about your wife, your spouse, maybe you're waking your wife up because you're hearing her gasp or she wakes you up. You guys, it's, it's seriously damaging your brain. We're talking about brain damage. We're talking about Alzheimer's. We're talking about things that are irreversible. And there's a, there's a solution for you. 
that's easy and non-invasive. And he talked about the sleep study. They give you a little case. You take it home. You wear it for a night. You go back and you see them and they tell you all this information and they can custom fit you for this mouthpiece that can be your single solution. Go get it, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. By the way, when you do, make sure you take a screenshot because we want to send you yeah. to Las Vegas yeah. to see the Raiders and the Vikings play, you guys, on December 9th and 10th. We have got a great trip for you. All you have to do is go book your uh, sleep study at Sound Sleep Medical. Um, and what they're at, it's at your house. You go there, you sign up online. Take a screenshot of it and DM Jake, SLC Jake yes. on Instagram or Twitter, SLC Jake on Instagram or Twitter. And if you are a member of our show, so if you're not a member, still go do it. You're in, you're entered to win the trip to Vegas. If you are a member of our show and you subscribe to our show, you're a member for $1.99 a month, you get 10 to one entries. So you get 10 entries for everybody else's one. If you are a members only subscriber of our show for $10 a month, that means you get 25 entries for everybody else's one entry to win a trip for two to Las Vegas. We're giving you two tickets to the Raiders Vikings game. We're giving you dinner for two at Mastro's Ocean Club at City Center in the treehouse. Come on, baby. It's going to be amazing. We are going to send you to a show. We're going to give you a $200 Visa gift card. It is an amazing trip. We're hooking you up. Thanks to our friends at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Go hook it up right now. Hi, how are you? Good that you are here. We appreciate that you watch our show every single day here on the Monty Show. Uh, P1 gives us $2. Appreciate that, P1. Appreciate you. Please, why would you have a Michael Jordan picture there? The Bulls are not good. Did you, real quick, did you guys hear who the likely... Uh, trade partner for the Philadelphia 76ers currently is according to <laughs> Adrian Wojnarowski. Well, it's Charlotte, right? Or another team? The Knicks or, you know, the Lakers maybe? It, no, it's the Chicago Bulls. The oh! Bulls. Why, God? Why do you hate me? Like, what, <laughs> what, what? are we going to do with James Harden, Dude, man? He'll, he'll play 20 games for you. Come oh on, my God. dude. 20 games. Stop. He's worth it. Stop it. Stop. Hero 75. What's up, my guy? Uh, I may just be paranoid, but being at Camp Randall at night. Ooh. Yeah. Ohio State and Wisco this weekend. Uh, right after a Penn State game feels like a possible loss for my Buckeyes. Better not be. Better not be. Because the Penn State win is nullified with a loss at Wisco. Yep. And Camp Randall, Wisconsin's home stadium, and uh, good old Madison for the badges. Yeah, Madison. Fucking badges. Yeah. Uh, for the Badgers. Yeah. Uh, that's not an easy place to go to. Um, again, it's going to be crisp in Camp Randall this weekend. Ohio State is a better team. Um, they are woefully under-talented right now for Luke Fickle. Uh, and this is a game that you should win going away. But I agree. This could easily be a letdown game. There's no question about it. You have got you have got big games in front of you, particularly one at the end of the year. They know your signals and stuff. Yeah. Uh like you this could be a letdown game. There's no doubt about that and Hero, I I I feel you on that. Teddy Wayman for 2 bucks uh sent all sent y'all my six pick uh for tonight in the group chat. Teddy, I'm telling you. Dude. I've done a lot of research. Make those two three picks. Because the percentage goes way up. So Teddy Wayman tonight um, in the group chat 
Again, um, members only content. You can be a member. Yep. Go you can done. only see it if you're in our, our group. Uh, John Collins, he's got more than five rebounds. Luka Doncic, more than, uh, so three or more uh, three-pointers point, made. R.J. Barrett, two three-pointers made. Scotty Barnes, one block shot. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, douche. Oh, uh, less than four turnovers. Davion Mitchell. Uh, one turnover or Man, more. You already know that's going to happen. So you're, you should be in good shape. You should be in good shape. Uh, cheesy. Cheesy? Can we just call you Young Cheesy? Like, get it Young Jeezy? Like, it's Young Jeezy, but his name is Cheesy, cheesy. so it kind of all works together and oh, stuff. Oh, love the show. Harbaugh apparently isn't feeling uh, the love from Michigan Brass currently per local beat, folks. Yeah. There is... Why would he be feeling the love, bro? But I think cheesy. This is a really good point. There is a a lot of reporting coming out of Ann Arbor that there is dissension uh, in the ranks at Michigan, and I think it's really interesting. And I could be wrong, but I think it's really interesting that you are hearing that there is infighting in the Michigan football department. Yeah, and I think it's because. Jim Harbaugh is very insular. He is not somebody that's a, a big circle guy. He's a guy that keeps a very small, tight circle around him. And I think if you're the Michigan Wolverines, you have the NCAA and you've got the FBI crawling up your butthole right now. Yeah, and I think if you're Jim, and, that's the, the problem with having a small circle is, okay, we can narrow this thing down, right? I mean... But when you've got the FBI and the NCAA... Janus. Crawling up your butthole. Dude, you're not wrong. It makes you it makes you open up and talk a little bit more, right? Like, okay, well, so Mr. FBI man, how can I help you? Yeah, we're gonna take you out um, of jail if you don't tell us who stole um, the signals. All right, well, Jim told me that here's how we're gonna do. Like, it makes it, those three letters FBI. Yeah, it makes you talk a little more because it's illegal. And I think that there are some. I mean, there's a this Matt Weiss story. Like, there have been people DMing me stories and message boards about computer hacking and if he did some if he did and i don't want to throw him out there because i mean there are wild and salacious things being said mm -hmm. but if matt weiss was committing computer crimes and how like against other universities which is what some people think was happening dude Going away for a long time, but that's a that's a federal crime. Um, that it, 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 I mean, imagine. Okay, so little Scotty and little Jimmy are competing against uh, Kevy in New Jersey, uh, Bill in um, let's Poughkeepsie. not not Columbus, uh, Bill in uh, Redfern, and Jack over there in uh, Berkeley. Yeah, it is a federal crime to hack their computers from your computer. And then there are more charges if they live in different states than you and you cross state lines to hack their computers. Did. That would be a felony. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened at Michigan. What? I'm not saying that. I'm just using these little friends in well, Redford and in Berkeley in Poughkeepsie and stuff to illustrate what would happen if you were to go across state lines and hack people's computers. Yeah, suddenly Buddy's going to be residing in Pipeville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, this is the stuff we're talking about that's going on at Michigan right now, folks. This is not some small little deal where, oh, it's nothing. Oh, nothing. it's nothing, dude. What? Jim would never do this. This is just because they're winning. It's just because they're winning, people, dude. People don't like winners. Yeah, they do. Uh, Spangler, what's up, Spangler? Where you been? Uh, Angelina Jolie was so smoking in Hackers. The cack. I love it. Uh, Boss Frog, I'm just waiting for Monty to share what kind of action he, he's got going this weekend. Let me tell you something. The hot, yeah, I'm not talking about that. The hot tub was cleaned. There are fresh sheets on the bed. Um, and uh, I'm, she's going to cook me a nice dinner. And uh, then I'm taking the under. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love You want to know what kind of wife I have? She's like, hey, did you guys have lunch yet? Hey, look at me. I haven't. Yeah. I was maybe I what'd you think if I brought you guys some some pizza today? No, I mean, what are you waiting for? I mean, yeah, you, come on you, down. You ain't got to ask no permission. Fat, fat, fat. I have a I have a really good life. Come on down. She's amazing. We're amazing. Um, I I will tell you on on the boss, this BYU number, this is the this is the line that is gonna speaking of getting piped. This is a line that's going to pipe some people. Yeah, I know what time it is. I think there's two numbers that you need to be really careful with. Mm -hmm. BYU in Texas. Now, if it were my ducats, but here, I don't, I don't, I would never consider in stuff in the like of, you know, venturing betting. No. No. But if I did, I would be on the Texas side of the line. Well said. I think Texas is covering the 20. <laughs> But this next one right here, you guys ready for this? Colorado at Eucla, mm. 15 points, 61's the number. Don't do it. Just stay the hell away from it. Yeah. That is one where that UCLA defense. Ain't playing no games, dude. Nope. But, but Shador just finds a way to deliver the football. And they have not, outside of Oregon, and I think the Rose Bowl is a hell of a lot more more friendly of a venue than Autzen is uh, outside of Oregon. Who's really held down Shador. He's always found a way. And the bigger issue is it's not like UCLA is some offensive juggernaut. Right. Yeah. Right. So if we look at, if we look at UCLA at five and two, 500 team in the conference, they've lost at Utah and at Oregon state. But they're not exactly a team that even in their even in their win at Washington State at against Washington State at the Rose Bowl, 25 points. Stanford. Okay, they beat the hell out of Stanford. I'm for real. 42 to 7. But you only scored 24 in your loss at Oregon State. You scored seven in your loss at Utah. Right? Like you're not some offensive juggernaut. I think the UCLA Colorado line is one of the most dangerous lines of the weekend. And I That's would just, just be careful with that. Yeah, I just don't think you can predict how it's gonna go. Like I, I think 
uh, you know, on one hand, no one would be surprised if this was, you know, 35 points out of Colorado and Shador was cooking and everything's awesome. But on the other hand, I also wouldn't be surprised if that offensive line for Colorado got dominated and Shador threw two picks and, and it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, uh, as you said, a dark period for Colorado. What, Monty, why are you bringing up that terminology? <laughs> why do you hate Michigan? You keep talking about dark periods and stuff. You hate Michigan. The coronavirus. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I like Michigan. Um, you know. And some only want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah. Jag bag. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think those are some very, very, very dangerous lines. Yeah. Um, let's see. Matt Riley. I mean, Michigan coaches play at the big house and they may soon be living at the big house. Well, I, outside of Matt Weiss, and I, I don't know what the scope of the Matt Weiss investigation is. All that has been said is it is it is computer crimes across state lines with multiple victims. Yeah. Allegedly. That's what the investigation is. If it is involving it, listen, if Home Slice was committing I don't know, like financial crimes or something. Yeah, if it was, if he was looking, if he was chatting up young girls, okay, that's a different thing. Damn. But but think about it. If yeah. he, it, you're at the Michigan football office committing computer crimes across state lines with multiple <laughs> victims. What does that make it feel like? But he's just sitting in his cubicle, like stealing money from other programs, and no one knows about it. Well, it, it what do you? What is he doing? Bitcoin mining, or is he stealing Bitcoin, or is he? Yeah, you know, I, I don't. What is he? The the Midwest operations chief for FTX, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, like I, who knows what the crime is because we don't know the scope of it. Yeah. In my opinion, it's football related. It only makes sense that it's football related. I don't know what you would be, what yeah. you would even be doing. Yeah. Um, Gary Wolf says, boss, I think he's waiting on you. No, nah, man. Hey, boss knows I, I'm, I only lose bets when I put my own money or listen to Jake. Wow. Other than that, I wow. win. I win every time. Wow, dude. That's, that's. That's offensive, dude. I think I've hit it every time. It's, I mean, I mean, I'm almost like Notre Dame. Nostramonte. Uh, Turd Ferguson. Well. Virtually every computer crime across state lines because servers are housed in different states. No. That's right. I, I think when you're looking at this kind of computer crime, I'm going to guess that he he had victims or targets in different states. Hey, guys. That's simply a guess. That's my opinion. Um, it's an NBD, LOL. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Spangler, working, bros. How's it been around here? It's phenomenal. How's it been around these parts? Phenomenal. Edgar, uh, Cam Rising will be a bust in the NFL. Okay, and that's awesome. And why is that relevant today? Yeah, I, who cares if he's a bust in the NFL? How many Jews actually get the chance to be a bust in the NFL? Uh, Buffalo Hunter, honey, 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 honey. honey. Exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, Boss Frog, Monty has sexual healings playing in the background, but not that kind of action. <laughs> <laughs> I want sexual healings. Hiscock. <laughs> when I get that okay, feeling. Okay, okay. Do you know who? No. Dude, I'm not 90 years old, dude. Come on. Come on. We've been over this like 100 times. 
I, it is what it is. Like, come on, dude. I, I don't know why we have to go over this daily. I'm going to punch you. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> OG Gary, 20 is a lot to cover. but Not really. Not I a think, DKR, dude. I think Texas is significantly more talented than BYU. That is my biggest concern. Hey, look, I'm game. the guy that told you Oregon was going to cover, and what did they do? Not cover? Didn't cover. <laughs> uh, Boss Frog says, Jesus de Cristo. Yeah. Cheese and rice. Yeah. About what? Uh, big blue horses praise his glory, frog. Praise his glory. Okay. Uh, okay. in God's okay. name, image, and likeness. Uh, Colorado covers. I tend to agree, OG Gary. Um, Shadoobie, shattered, Shadoobie. I don't know what that means. I'm not too familiar with that. Boss Frog, I have a thousand dollars on the 30 year olds, and now I need to start thinking about <laughs> hedging my bet. So wait, bro. You so you think BYU on. comes in under, dude? <laughs> the thirty-year-olds. What? Come on now, come on now. I, I knew what he meant. As a TCU fan, that's rich, bro. Come on now. Hey, you you and I both know that every player at BYU is married with multiple children. And they went on a mission Hiscock. and they have an advantage because they're more mature grown men who didn't play football for a minimum of two years. And everybody thinks that's an advantage, but it's not. Anyway, I bad. Just ask Cam Rising. Anyway, my point is. <laughs> I uh, Listen, when you're a 20 point dog in Austin. Yeah. I, I think Texas is exponentially more talented. Mm -hmm. And the thing that scares me is I don't see this BYU offense operating. Not not against Texas, but hey, is what it is. The Buffalo Hunter. Most people beat the hell out of Stanford. They do. Uh, and Donuts, the Bruin D is fast. They're legit. That absolutely and donuts. They they are they are legit. No doubt about it. Um, let's see. Who else is in today? Mike Smith, computer crimes make you wonder. Really hope it's not. It's not. I really doubt it's that kind of computer crime. I seriously doubt it. He might have, he might have been chatting up young chicks too, for all we know. I'm Chris Hansen. Why don't you come in, Matt Weiss? Have a seat. You guys Dude, remember that to catch savage. a predator? To catch that that show was. There was nothing like watching Buddy walk in through the to, through the garage door. And the the guy they're trying to catch is like, whoa, the, who the, are you? The, the cop that's playing the kid is always like in another room. And they're like, I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> Make yourself at home. There's soda pop in the fridge. And then like the guy's like, all right, let's do this. And he's like got his head in the refrigerator looking for the soda pop. And all of a sudden, yeah, Chris Hansen wanders around the corner. And, and Chris Hansen's like, well, hello there. And the guy is like, who? Oh, what? Oh, uh, I was uh, what I, you? Uh, I was fixing the refrigerator. No, you weren't. No, you, I'm Chris Hansen. And pardon me. Uh, it, it, um, and then, uh, like, as though they, they just appeared out of nowhere, the cameramen come in, right? <laughs> And all of a sudden, you see a puddle forming at the guy's feet, right? Damn. And and Chris is like, go ahead, have a seat. No, I'm just going to leave. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm going to leave. 
all gas, no break. And the guy goes walking out the door and he's like, oh, thank God I'm free. And the cops are in the front yard. Damn. <laughs> oh. Do you know what that's like these days? Good Lord. I'm Chris Hansen and this is to catch a predator. You're so fucked. Like, it, 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 seriously. <laughs> it was so, I, oh, man. What was better, that or live PD? I, old time cops, and I know I'm not nine years old, fat ass. Yeah, I get whatever. it. But cops back in the day when it was like in when it was Dude, in Palm I, Beach County, you and I used or to watch cops when or, I came home from school and we were having like 18 tacos or and Taco like Bell. high desert yeah. California, like Palmdale, yeah, methamphetamine capital of the world, LA know. County sheriffs. <laughs> like cops back in the day when cops actually beat the hell out of people in the alleyways on cops, yeah, that's when cops was good. But live PD is like, okay, I don't want to have to hurt you, sir. I, I'm like, okay, will you please? Um, look at me. And I used to love on cops when they would like F-bomb the hell out of the, the, the there'd be like a long car chase and they'd be like, get on your knees. Ah! Right? What are you, Colonel Jessup? Yeah. And now they're like, they're like, I'm sorry, sir. I know you need me on that wall. And really you want me on that wall, but could you please get on your, on your knees? Thanks. Like. Being a cop is impossible these days. Yeah. But old school cops. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Boyd Lake. Oh, comment dump. Edgar uh, Alas, if Harbaugh is fired, should UM pick up Whittingham? Kyle Whittingham is not going to ever coach anywhere but Utah. Yeah. Yep. Why would he leave here? He's been here. This is his home. He went to BYU. He's never going to leave Utah. Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America. Michigan will make and offer to Whittingham. No. They no. No. He will never leave Utah. Not like this was all the rage. It was all the rage. Oh, Kyle Whittingham's going to USC. No, he's not. Monty, you're dumb. I'm no, like, no, no. I am not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm smart enough no, to know that Kyle I, Whittingham's not going to SC. And I know that, you know, Kyle's no Lincoln, but Kyle will do, okay? He'll do. Yeah. I, I don't know how many more times I can say it. Kyle Whittingham. And finally, other people are saying what I've been saying for 10 years. Kyle Whittingham is clearly the best coach in the Pac-10, 2, 12, whatever. Um, and he is, I think he's arguably a, a top two or three coach in the country. Uh -huh. And it's because he does stuff like this. guy is just a pimp man it's unbelievable and the fans love him players love him Kyle Winningham's not going to Michigan he I don't even think he'd pick up I don't even think he would pick up the phone I don't think he'd pick up the phone uh Teddy Wayman for five dollars bro I do a lot of two picks and win quite a bit I've been doubling all my six picks for the NBA I'm about to win a couple of six picks today though love it dude absolutely love it Raul uh, for $5. Love the show. Do you think Cam Rising stays at Utah next year or does he declare for the draft? I think he stays. How he, could you not, dude? He said today, every Pat McAfee asked him that directly, and he said everything's on the table. I think he's staying. I, I don't know. This is Utah fans have worn his ass out. And hearing hearing some inside stuff about the DMs and the things that people have been saying to him, I it is it is it is heartbreaking. Um, 
it is heartbreaking to me that people treated Cam Rising the way he was treated. And if he leaves, Ute fan, it's on you. Mm -hmm. I truly think that because Utah fans treated him so poorly. Yeah. And it's just such a bummer. Matt Riley, let's take a moment to appreciate that Jake has seen a few good men. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's about damn time I got the credit I deserve. Have you seen? Dude, why tarnish it? Good fellas. Yeah, we watched that together. No, you did not. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. Casino. Yeah. We've watched that together. Okay. Okay. I bad. Do you know who Sharon Stone is on site? No. I didn't think so. And it, it invalidates all that, man. Um, let's see. The Monty Show, uh, hour number two of the show, as always, is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Ooh, tough night for Mrs. Monty. Can't let the dog near the laptop, friends. No. Yes, the dog no. licked. The dog was licking my wife's hand last no night. No way. Turned off a trade. What? And then what happened at a trade? Oh. Straight to the moon, Alice. Uh, it was a moment of levity. While I'm we were Shiva, the god of death. Watching football in, in suits. And my wife loves suits. Um, <laughs> we had a discussion. Like, Stop saying I don't like suits. <laughs> Greatest Honey. show ever. Greatest show ever. Um, not the greatest show ever, but a good show. Uh, TridayTrading.com, you guys, I'm telling you, I, I, I cannot implore you any more than I have. If you have heard this message and you have been that guy that's been thinking about it, why are you waiting? Get the $10 30-day trial membership. That $10 is a charitable donation. And it's as much fun as you're allowed to have legally. I am absolutely you know. hooked on it. Yeah. Watching Mrs. Monty operate at TridayTrading.com has been an eye-opening experience. Um, there is no question in my mind. It is a viable career that will make you money. So many people said, you're not making that money, dude. You're legit making that money. And a lot of people wonder, well, like, could I be good at that? Don't trade your own money. When you graduate the TridayTrading.com program, they're going to fund a trading account for you. You trade with TridayTrading.com's money until you're ready to trade your own. And when you make money with their money, you keep 80% of the profit. That's the beauty at Triday Trading. They're going to set up a system that works for you. A week, a year, 10 years, the rest of your life. Trade on their dime, trade on your dime. It's totally up to you. At TridayTrading.com, 10 bucks, 30-day trial membership, and you get the whole thing. You're almost instantly making trades. It is a real roller coaster ride. It is so much fun at TridayTrading.com. Go hook it up now. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A couple other games I want to get to uh, because we, we always tend to get into these minutiae conversations, and then we always miss a game or two. And I think this game right here, you want to talk about trap yeah. game of trap games, Pitt, Pittsburgh, the bird. Notre Dame, our mother. Uh, minus 20 and a half. Minus 20 and a half. Minus How good is Notre Dame? This is a really important uh, question. Good enough that they should win this game, no question about it, every day, twice on Sunday status. They should win this game, no problem. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I think that's correct. But that's never really been the concern now, is it? Will Notre Dame win the game. I think it is critical. It is at home. It is at Notre Dame Stadium. 
It is an afternoon kick, which you don't get a lot. It is 3.30 Eastern. Um, you don't get that a lot at Notre Dame. Starts in the day, finishes under the lights. You don't get that a lot at Notre Dame. I think that is certainly one. I think the fact that Notre Dame is 6-2, and two, probably out of the college football playoff, almost certainly. But at 6-2, and two, you still have a chance, and you're playing for a really good bull berth against a bad Pitt team that's 2-5, and five, not going to a bowl. Pitt has nothing to lose. And the thing that I wonder about, how much will Notre Dame run the football in this game? Because the offensive line is dominating. Mm -hmm. Audric Estime and that running back room have done a really good, not great job this year. They have been better than most. They have not been as good as we thought they were going to be. Right. I believe in Audric Estime as a top back. But he worries me in games like this. And the thing the thing that worries you is, will he turn it over? Will he come out off of a bye week where it has not been drilled into your head to protect the football? Mm -hmm. It's pit. Did you, have you guys seen these uniforms? Do you notice that my helmet's gold? Why don't you just go home? We don't have to play the game. We'll say you guys got the typhoid fever and you just wanted to go back to Pittsburgh. Right. And they say no, and then they come out and you fight for your life the entire game. Coming off of a two-week bye week, like that's what you worry about here with Notre Dame. And you guys know I love my Irish, but if we're being really honest, who would be surprised if Notre Dame slept walk through this game? Yeah. I don't slept walk to a loss or just like just was not gonna cover to win. Not gonna cover the 21. Certainly. Yeah. Good not, teams not, win, great teams cover, and they're not a great team. They're not a great team. No. And I think that they're gonna win. I don't believe that they're going to cover the 20 and a half. What's the over under in this game? 45. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, you're not covering 20 and a half. You're not. Um, do I think that they'll win this game by, you know, two possessions at least? Yeah, probably. But I, I, I have a hard time thinking that, that you're going to win this game by 21 points, three touchdowns. That, that to me seems tough, even at home. Uh, I think it's tough, especially with as much as we're sitting here talking about them running the football. I mean, you, you, that defense would have to just dominate Pitt's offense and to the point where you're turning them over, maybe a pick six, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I could see him winning by, you know, 17, 18, but 20 and a half is a big number. It is. And in two weeks, you're at Clemson on the fourth, you're looking past Pitt. They're not covering this number. Notre Dame's going to win. I, I I am confident they are going to win. Yeah, But I am not confident that they are going to come out and do the job that Notre Dame football needs to do. Mm -hmm. And of all the games that I look at this weekend where I say, oh, man, you better be careful. Pitt-Notre Dame is one of those games. There's, totally. there's no question about that. I think Oregon State at Arizona and Fafita and Jed Fish – Beavers, you better be careful. Protect your beef this weekend. Um, uh, I think Florida State at Wake Forest, dude. Wake Forest. That's a game Florida State would lose just because it's Florida State and Jordan Travis. You're 7-0 and yeah. you're 5-0 and in conference. Yeah. This is a game, and they're 21-point favorites. They should win the game. There's no doubt. They're going to win. They're not going to cover. I think, you know, you, you look at, at Penn State. 
Penn State is a 32-point favorite. They're going to beat the living snot out of the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm for real. I don't worry about that game. I worry about Florida State. I worry about Notre Dame. I worry a little bit, frankly, about Oklahoma at Kansas. Mm-hmm. I think that's a danger game. Yeah, but I think that's also a game for Dylan Gabriel where he can continue this Heisman run. You know, I think this is one where you're like, hey, remember that Remember that late October game where Dylan threw for 320 and three touchdowns? And, you know, there was a little questionable in the first half, but we came out in the second half and lit him up. Like, that's what this game is for for Oklahoma. And, and to me, I, I look at it, and once again, I'm going to sit here and say, this is a game Oklahoma should win. But again, it is just like you said last hour, uh, having Bean play for Kansas is not really that much of a drop off. Honestly, the kid's capable of 400 yards against pretty much anybody. So, you know, I, I, I just think that if Oklahoma plays the way they played against like Texas, let's say you're, you're going to win that game. Yeah, I am. I just worry about it, man. And I think when you look at, you look at some of the numbers and you look at some of the take, Take the cover here. Yeah. Take, I warn you now, take Pitt to cover this number. Notre Dame's going to win. Pitt's going to cover, and we're going to go about our business in Clemson in a week from Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I would be careful. Yeah, Steve Lutt. That Oregon State-Arizona game, I, I, again, something that old Uncle Monty tells you every weekend, Jed Fish is not the same old Rich Rod at Arizona. Y'all feel me? This is not your same old crappy, nobody wants to play in Tucson, Arizona. That's not what this is. Fafita is a real deal. Fafita is a cat that can throw the football. He's put up numbers every chance he's been given. Yep. Jaden Delora, you're a cool little story. Probably not. I think you're probably not the best human in the world. I would play Fafita because why wouldn't you? Yeah. They're playing good football. I think Oregon State needs to be very, very careful. And Fafita's done nothing to get his job taken away, you know? And, and I think that's the hard part is like he's come out. He's balled out with the opportunities you've given him. Why would you take that from him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mike Smith, how the hell did Pitt beat Louisville? How did Louisville beat Notre Dame? I mean, that's the question that I have. Uh, Mike Smith says Casino is Goodfellas 2.0. Yeah, but they don't lop anybody's head off or throw people in graves in Casino. (coughs) They kind of do, but that's not really the point. Uh, Monty Musgrove, Sharon and Basic Instinct, really good. Do you do you know what basic instinct is? Okay, let's see. God damn it! How how have you not how have you not built for our muscles to basic instinct? Okay, who's in? Who are the just? Looks like a uh, read the synopsis real quick. Basic instinct. This is on Google. Basic instinct is a 1992. I might add, this was before I was born. In is a 1992. Fuck, I'm so American erotic thriller neo-noir film you won't last half the movie jesus she's unbelievable and that was that sharon stone when like sharon she was god damn that sharon stone she she needs to chill that sharon stone speaking of oregon state and the beavers that sharon stone i i ain't even denying it bro i'm going to hell I freely admit it. Boss Frog, uh, hell's not real. I would introduce Mike Smith as this if Mike, a friend of ours. This is Mike, a friend of ours. This is Mike Smith. He's a friend of ours. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God. That's amazing. Joseph, uh, Harper, Oregon state best be careful with those wildcats. Seriously, man. Uh, boss frog, take the under on Pitt Notre Dame have to. Yeah. Pitt's not going to score enough. Nah. And, and Notre, Notre Dame's, Dame's going to run 20s. the football, dude. Yeah. Notre Dame's in the twenties in that game. Louisville's in the teens for, for certain, uh, Gary, Hmm. Louisville beat Notre Dame. Then Pete, Pitt beat Pete, then Pete beat oh. Louisville. How did I become oh, a French what are you talking about, man? I am a painter from France. That's Italian. I don't know if you know. Uh, Where is the Italian? Maybe Pitt has a slight chance anyway. Don't talk rubbish. Yeah, come on, guy. Stop. Be better. Uh, Musgrove, agree 100%, Joe. Okay. Hey, Joe. Uh, Aaron Wilson, to catch a Harbaugh. Exactly. I'm Chris Hansen, and you're in trouble. <laughs> Are we clear on that? You're going to jail. Uh, yeah. If you saw Chris Hansen, you were on the registry. It was yes, over. you were. The minute Chris Hansen walked in the front door, you're like, damn. And I love when the guys deny it. Like, Chris is like, hey, so what are you doing here tonight? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Oh, so you live here then? No. No. Well, what are you doing here then? Well, you know, we were I just friends. fixing the light bulb in the refrigerator. Yeah. Well, the transcript of your text messages say you were here to, you know. Get it going. Uh, let me read you your text messages. I'm going to do heinous things to you, <laughs> such as and like and such and like. And ooh, how about this one? Hey, uh, what what's like a what's it to catch a predator? Predator's name, Jeff. Let me, you know, Ken. 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 Let me. <laughs> this one. Ken. This one. Of uh, this one about sex wax is amazing. You're going to give her vodka. She's 17 years old. Ken. Hell like, no. That's what he used to. Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm fixing the light bulb. Well, in your text messages, you said you were gonna, you were gonna pipe something. Are you out of your goddamn mind? And why did you bring beer to fix a light? That's what he beer and condoms to fix a light bulb in the refrigerator. Do tell. So I said, yeah. And the guy was like, I'm gonna. Am I even? Can I? Am I free to leave? I mean, you are, but I wouldn't go outside. Well, I'm going. <laughs> And nine out of the ten dudes would leave the beer and condom on the counter and just go running out the door. Pew, and then, but, but it was the cops always did such a good job of like not blocking the driveway. So the guy go walking down the driveway, of course, because the pedo never parked in the driveway. Right. No, he parked two blocks over on on Shady Bush Lane, right? Do you know what that's like these days? And then he'd walk out and he'd be like, "Oh, the driveway's clear. I'm free to go." <laughs> cops come in. And he's Lover like, boy. he's like, damn, I'm on the registry. Got to plead out. Somebody call Harvey Specter. Damn. Like, like, for instance. It was so good. That show was so good. Watching scumbags go down is the best kind of TV. Yeah. It is. I'm telling you, it is the best kind of TV ever. It, it just is what it, it is. It is what it is. Uh, P1 for $5 says, Monty, does Harbaugh coach Michigan in the national championship game January 8th? I don't think he coaches Michigan on uh, November 4th. I, I'm telling you. Dude. And I'm not one that that I don't read. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't read nine out of ten of my DMs. But the DMs I've been getting on this, and if you send me something in DM, and I get, I must probably get, 20 or 30 DMs a day with, hey, look at this. Hey, hey, man. Hey, look Monty. at this. Look at this 247 message board. They've got Jim's daughter's cousin's boyfriend's housekeeper. And she has a burner phone that's got 
like orders for brand new khakis on it. Okay, cool, bro. Thanks. Like I get a lot of that. Yeah. But occasionally there is, hey, here's my buddy. Look at this text message he sent me. And it, you just, I've seen too many of them that are like, well, you know, hey, here's what Matt Weiss was up to, or hey, they texted A plus B equals you're screwed. Like <laughs> some of the stuff that the infighting at Michigan is pretty sub substantial. Jim Harbaugh, there's a lot of people who say Jim Harbaugh hasn't been doing much talking to anybody. Yeah. Not administration, not anybody. Note that the, uh, the FBI has been on campus for four months. Note that the NCAA investigators are there this week. They have not talked to Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. I would have to believe if they could have, they would have. Yeah. Uh, Kyle A, I'm about eight minutes behind, but if I were an athlete, I would have social media people are always keyboard warriors and act like tough guys. I'm telling you, and and listen, I don't, I don't dislike Mich or uh, Utah. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike Utah. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike Utah fans. I think Utah has great fans. The problem is all of the mouth-breathing a-hole Ute fans, they're all on X. Um, and it's, it is it is wholly unenjoyable to deal with Utah fan on, on Twitter. Wholly unenjoyable. Yeah. And there are a few fan bases. The It used to be the passionate defender of the Pac-12. It's never going anywhere. Okay, that guy was miserable. Yeah, they died a slow death. Utah fan it just keeps coming back for more. Yep. And I don't block people. You guys know that. But God damn, the mute feature is beautiful. You do have this knack for just annoying the living hell out of me. Like I, I, Yeah. There are about 20 Utah fans that I interact with on Twitter that are just the best. OG Gary, Greg Hawkins, Utah Pig Bus. Love those guys. You know. Yeah, the other ones. Yeah, not good. Not so good. Um, let's see. Aaron says, uh, Mo, when is TCU TCU's bye week? Aren't they on bye now? I think they are. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Jeff, my back. <laughs> Gee, you guys. Final. Uh, Boss Frog says this week. It is this week. Uh, <laughs> Phil Benzer, does Boss Frog have an effing life? <laughs> oh, sir. Dude. Having fun is the name of the game. You ain't got no idea. Idea. You. I'm telling you, Boss Frog's a dude. He's a dude. Uh, 17 is legal in Iowa. Hmm, Daniel, how do you know that? Mom, well, not on the registry, bro. Okay. I don't want to know. Don't answer. That was a rhetorical. Oh, rhetorical. what a loser. <laughs> rhetorical. <laughs> Daniel's like, damn, why did I say that? Uh, Musgrove, let's let this Monty take this one for P. No way in let this Monty take this one for P. No way in hell. Okay. You know. Uh Big Big Ten Syndicate, untouchables. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Boss Frog, Phil just went into uh D need mode. Okay. Okay. Uh Cleveland Rocks, Houston getting wrecked in K-State. Yeah. I like Dana Holgerson, <laughs> but, <laughs> and he's going to be an amazing TV analyst. <laughs> it's on. I, I think Houston, Houston is, I think it's 18 points. Last I looked, where is it right there? Houston K state 17 and a half at 60 points for K state. 
Yeah, but that's in Manhattan. That's at Snyder. Like maybe. Uh, well, I wonder who they'll play. Oh, Will Howard's going to play. There's no doubt about that. I think this all comes down to who is what. What Houston team shows up? You're yeah. going to play defense because they beat West Virginia. They beat Tech, or they lost to Tech. They beat West Virginia on that hail mary, and they damn near beat Texas. Yeah. I mean, he very easily right now could, should be bowl eligible. Should be Houston. Should if if you win that Rice game, you're that's four. When you're four hunt, you're at five hundred. Yeah, you should have, and I say should have beaten Texas. Yeah, I mean, you'd be really close because TCU, you were never in the TCU game. Right, but you were in the West Virginia game. You should have won the Rice you were, game. You were never beating Texas Tech. They were in position to beat Texas. Yeah. They had Texas on the ropes and couldn't close. They should be playing for bowl eligibility. But and instead, because I can't see Houston winning in Manhattan. I, I could see him beating Baylor, Cincinnati. I can't see him beating Oklahoma State the way Oklahoma State's playing. Is that uh, in Stillwater or is that? No, in... that's in Houston. Yeah, Houston, Houston, Houston. I don't know. That, that game might be a little close to anything. Yeah. I mean, I know it's Ollie Gordon and everything, but Ollie Gordon, greatest running back ever, bro. Come on, uh, Andy. I love Coach Witt. I hate loud, annoying UT fan who just hates BYU because they grew up in Utah and they hate the Mormons. Well. That's true. So, did you guys see this thing today? Yeah. So, you know that Oregon's at Utah. Right. Let, me, let me sit up. Yeah, yeah, sit up for this. Like, All right. buckle really down good. here. Get the seatbelts ready. Okay. <clears throat> here on the Monty program. <clears throat> um, Oregon at Utah. Right. Six and a half in favor of Oregon. Okay. I think there's a real good chance Utah wins this game outright. But not the point. Uh, Pat McAfee and friends came and did the PMS show at Utah today. Game day is going to be at Utah tomorrow. Right. There was an incident. Incident <laughs> involving Cam Rising and our good old friend soaking. I'm not going to bring that up, but what, what do you do? <laughs> the, uh, the soaking thing. I actually yeah, wanted yeah. to mention the, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Soaking is um, what's that? Isn't really a Utah thing. It, 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 it at this university, oh. a down south type of thing. Oh, yeah. you're saying they do it down there in Provo? <laughs> down yeah. so we're we, quaking. We our, we're earthquaking ourselves yeah. around yeah. here. Oh yeah, <laughs> we 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 handle things. Yeah. Good luck. Probably not. Not, not now. I would have handled it differently. Waves in opposition. Cam did not have to go after the soaking thing, and Pat certainly didn't have an earthquake. Like he didn't have to pile on. Well, it wouldn't be piling on technically because you're under the bed shaking. Anyway, the point is. Oh my God! Just like that. Oh. The, the point is, Cam and then Pat and then Daddy. the crowd. It, probably too much. Right. But are BYU fans really pissed about this? Yes. I think they are. Twitter has been ablaze as soon as it happened. As soon as it happened. I hate Utah. They're jealous of us. 1984. And, I, and I'm not even, I'm talking about. Immediately. I'm not going to name any names, but fans, 
Um, certain individuals in the media in Provo questioning this, like, dude, get the hell over it, man. Get over it. Yeah, I think you can't. Like, part of me wants to say, okay, what would happen if game day came to Lavelle? Well, we're not going to find that out for a while. So it is what it is. I'm, I am, I am certainly not, I am not defending Utah fan chanting FBYU. But what would you have them say? What would BYU fans say? And the point is, this is what football is about in this Yes. State. We don't want it to be, oh, BYU, we, oh, Lavelle, we love you. No, no, friends. That's not what football in this state's about. Football is not the a-holes that wear half a blue and half a red hat. Yeah. Football is not about, well, you know, thankfully BYU plays tonight because I can root for Utah this morning and BYU this afternoon. That's not what it's about. This clip that we played, that's what football's about in the state. It's October 28th tomorrow. We're kicking ass. It's championship season. That's what this is about. This is the biggest game of the weekend. This is the number one game in the country. Now, you wouldn't know that because Prime is on, you know, the best time slot on ABC, but that's not really the point. <laughs> My point is, this is the biggest game of the weekend. College game days in Salt Lake City. This is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And if you want the biggest game of the weekend, recruit up, be more talented, win bigger games. That's what it is. Because a year from now, the BYU-Utah rivalry is going to have teeth to it. Yeah. This is tame. And Cougar fan, I know you know this, but old Uncle Monty's here for you. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. This is tame. This wasn't mean-spirited. This wasn't Utah being, this is the rivalry. Yeah. Get over it. This is not something to have your feelings hurt over. Get over it. This is not something where like, they're just such jerks. No, they're not. Ask Max Hall's mom. Utah fans are phenomenal. Yeah. Right? This is the rivalry. You chose this. You chose violence. So now here we are. Stop crying like a little girl. I think you've got to have thicker skin. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wolf. Do don't want no part of the PMS show. Was it bad form from the Pat McAfee show to allow FBYU on his show? Because on ESPN, there were long periods. At one point, we we're like, what's going on with our internet? Because we thought the show like had frozen. No, they had just dumped the audio because yeah. there was a ton of FBYU going on. Yeah. Right. So was this bad form from Pat? No. It's it's the Pat McAfee show. Stay hard. That's what he does. Yes, it is. So I don't have any problem with this. I don't particularly care if Utah fan says niceties about BYU because that's what we we know. That's what this is. Yeah. Now again, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not a Utah fan. I'm not a BYU fan. I am a a a constantly repressed Notre Dame fan. And trust me, when Miami was was doing their thing and when Michigan was doing their thing and when SC fans do their thing, it doesn't hurt my feelings. It's a rivalry. Yeah. We've got to have thicker skin. 
Ask any Texas Tech fan this year. You're arguably the worst major program in the state. Thank God Dave Aranda still has a job or you would be. Yep. How much is 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 pew pew taken? Pew pew. How much you're not wrecking shit, right? Like you're having a, excuse my French, you're having a terrible year. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking it. Do you think how do you think Miami fan feels? How hey, by the way, anybody seen Drake May? Anybody done a wellness check on Drake May this week? This is what football is. You win or you get your ass kicked. Plain and simple. Don't play intramurals, brother. Okay, I should stop. Jim Choi, they yelled out FBYU on national TV. And that's the rivalry. Is Am I not making enough of this? Yeah, I, someone explain it. I don't know. Like, we're well aware they yelled it on national TV. Explain it. Boss Frog, Phil was asked if someone just touched his no-no square. <laughs> well. What did I what did I miss? Don't touch me there. That, sir, is my no-no square. Stay hard. I, I don't want to know. Uh, Andy, BYU fan says soak Utah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, GTI Brandon, game day would get cougar tails, both the donut and the other kind. Well. See, with that cougar tail, it's it's a... Um, it's a mountain lion type thing, but it's a cougar, and you just the cack. And it's usually in Draper. You just got to go find Teddy Wayman, and there's cougar tail everywhere. Yeah, he's grouting all the crevices. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, salty drunk. Hello, you guys sure love Boss. Why wouldn't I? Loyal supporter of the show. Yeah, I see somebody just woke up. On... Go back to bed and get up on the other side. Turn left. Roll off left, not right. <laughs> so salty drunk's opinion is that we only like boss frog because he donates to our show well but it doesn't matter if he donates to the show um he likes steak dinners and he drives porsches and he golfs he golfs and he's a good dude why, why would i not like him yeah i mean we've gotten to know him because he interacts in the member group oh funny how that works Funny how that works. Uh, Jim Choi, Utah was created by Brigham. Stop. Dude, you're complicating this, bro. Why do this, this, this? God, nobody. Okay. Nobody cares about the church or Brigham Young and all his greatness, apparently. Salamanders. Nobody cares about color. salamanders or, or. You know, magic underpants or whatever. Caffeinated beverages. Yeah, caffeinated all beverages. The, all the anti-Mormon stereotypes. Yeah, like nobody gives a damn about any of that. Utah, dude, the only thing BYU has on Utah is that last game they played at Lavelle. And I promise you, nobody's forgotten about that. I promise you. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you. Bro, I drove by Provo and threw up the U on my hands. So like you vomited on your, you threw up and it was, it just, so you had your hands at probably noon. So you threw up all over your hands and it, it just formed a U shape. A motherfucking, uh, oh, uh, down, hell, oh, uh, a fucking. Were you driving one hand? Sir. Oh, you threw, oh, he, no, no, no. He threw up the, I gotcha. Oh, Sorry, my bad. I misunderstood what you, I thought you had Beethoven and it just wound up running down your wrists in in a U. Damn, bro. Kind of a dude. My, my, yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> damn near 
nearly crashed my car, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know you fans. Yeah, you're no, drive. you're no me. I mean, uh, what do you think? You can drive through a national park with no hands? Get the hell out of here, dude. Oh, uh, this is exactly why our hatred makes our rivalry the best. Exactly. Yeah. Thank yes, you. Yes, dude. Yes. Amen. Thank you. My God. Woodworth, uh, soak it, soak it, soak, soak. Okay. There's a song that's, I can't think of the words. Che, 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 che. Like, I want to. Dance, dance. Shut up. No. <laughs> I mean, that, those are the lyrics that you were referencing, I'm pretty sure. I wasn't singing dance, dance. No, I have terrible no. hair and no, 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 dance, no, dance. no. That's not what I was talking about. Yes, you were. Oh. I was talking about Dirty Dancing. You remember that movie that was before I was oh boiling in the bag? God, Nobody dude. puts BYU in the corner. Nobody. You fucking donkey. Uh, the BYU-Utah stuff just makes the future Big 12 better, way better. 100%. That was a Dirty Dancing reference, and you didn't even get it. No. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Okay, cool. Cool. No. Cool, cool. What's the movie where Patrick Swayze was a bouncer? Oh, with Laura, was it Laura Dern in that movie? She was naked. Um, she was naked. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Have you ever heard of Roadhouse? Never heard of it. God, my God. Dude, it's 1989, dude. Roadhouse. Good Road Lord. Ha but again, forearm strengthening. Roadhouse. Right. Great movie. Right. That might be true. It happened before I was even a thought. No, you were a thought. Well, the main no, part. dude, it was made in '89. But I was a sophomore it in high school. It didn't take four years for me to pop out and ruin your life. No, but trust me, I thought about the process many, many times. Way, but way before Kelly McGillis and Top Gun. Hell yeah! Duh. <laughs> it's inverted, literally. <laughs> Uh, Jim Choi, uh, Matt. Yup. Next year, BYU versus Utah game will be interesting. Who's got home field? Don't know. Uh, Gumby, the Pat McMuffin show, two days in a row, and Abe McMuffin's made an appearance on the program, which is fine. Oh man, uh, McMuffin greater than computer antivirus could be, could be. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Boss Frog, where's Phil? I don't know. Phil. Phil. Yeah, he's uh, probably in Saudi Arabia at this point. Gumby fresh out. Maybe wrecking some Whataburger. Oh, Whataburger would be so good. And I'd smash a burger right now. Dude. I totally would. Mrs. Monty, I think, is making sweet potato, um, <clears throat> kind of like sweet potato bowls, where you steam a sweet potato. You put black beans, pico, guac. Oh, they're, so they're so good. They are. They're so good. They are. Uh, Mike Mike Smith, he's a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, ours. 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 Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Two O's in felon. Yeah. Uh, LMAO, Phil Venzer made Boss Frog go full red ass. Oh, you're going at it with Phil. Catch me outside. Okay. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lee Jensen. Guys, I'm here. Did we go? Uh, did we talk NBA yet? Oh. No, Juicy. We have not. Dude. We have not talked NBA yet. <laughs> Dude. What? What? Dude, what was the comment? He made Boss Frog go full red ass? Yes. What did Phil say? Or what did you say? I don't know. I don't know, and I yeah, don't want to Can someone know. give me a recap, no. dude? Like, what happened? No. Uh, 801 West Valley, no different than the Ute fans crying about another man's nails, Caleb, last year. Uh, Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America. I figured the F the Ducks chant uh, was going to generate some controversy. I hadn't heard any of the BYU stuff. Go figure. That uh, is pretty strong. 
Yeah. I mean, it was, it was not, you know, nothing. Cleveland rocks for $2. Never thought I would say this. We need Baker back. How about Deshaun Watson? And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It is the worst contract in in the history of the national. Bro, football. if you're out here begging for Baker Mayfield to come back, <laughs> you are in trouble, bro. Shake it back. Come on, man. Everybody needs a washcloth, <laughs> right? It, the only and, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson has said he is unsure of when he's going to play again. Yeah. And the only the only thing that I the only thing that I say. And I, I want people to understand that when we're talking about Tyson Badgett, um, you know, I mean, you, you guys um, can, I mean, you can have him. Uh, what? I mean, you don't even know who that is. Hell no. Yeah, I do. do. The starting quarterback of no, the, he's the guy, Chicago no, Bears. No, he's the guy that's Don't in, you know who I am? He's the guy that's in indecent expo or proposal. Um, indecent proposal or um, whatever. Um, I'm just saying he's. You know, he's the cop in the Sharon. What's the Sharon Stone movie? I don't know. The one you just looked up and read the thing. Anyway, Road RV. Yeah, Roadhead. Uh, <laughs> the point is, the point is that that was a Freudian slip. And all I'm saying is, how do so many teams in the NFL have quarterback problems? Well, you look at the Buccaneers last night, and and I listen. I look. I'm just old Uncle Uncle Monty fat ass guy over here, right? <laughs> like that's just who I am. But don't you turn around and try and catch the Hail Mary? I know. Mike, Mike. Dude, I know. Bro, I know you're a wide receiver and you have these things called hands. No, it wasn't even. It was not even Mike Evans. Yes, it was. No, dude. no, it was not. No, it was not. It was Chris Godwin. Did you guys see this? Baker Mayfield. In a situation... <laughs> You're trailing by six points. Good old shake and bake. Throws a Hail Mary from about the 50-yard line. It hit the ground in the end zone. Nobody even attempted to catch it. And it landed, I kid you not, if I'm Chris Godwin, it landed right here on the ground next to him. On his left side, his back, he could... He said, I turned around and the ball was already on the way down. Yeah, that means you got to stick to that's the that's and and again, I'm just a talk show host. I'm not a football coach. I want to make that clear. When the ball's on the way down, that's when you stick your hands out. See, because you can't catch it with you you stick your and you win the game. You win the <laughs> I, I know. I know. It, it's crazy. How did he not catch that? How did he not catch that? Somebody help me with that. Uh, Hinta for $2. Oh boy. Hinata. I think Hinata for $2. Now, last time you, I can't remember what I did, but you were not happy. So what is Bronco Mendenhall's legacy at BYU? Wow. That's a tough question. Um, admittedly, I like Bronco a lot. You guys remember the ice, the ice bucket challenge, the water bucket challenge? Mm -hmm. He poured a bucket of water over my head, like yeah, ALS ice bucket challenge. I love Bronco Mendenhall. He's a good human being. I think his legacy is he got tired of the BYU grind, but he built the program. He left the program in phenomenal shape. 
And I think when you go back and if we objectively look at it, I think Bronco Mendenhall deserves a lion's share of the credit for positioning BYU to join the Big 12. Yeah. I, I, it, the, I, I, the only thing that I wish he had not done is begged for membership in the Austin American Statesman all those years ago. When Taysom jumped over the Longhorns and Bronco Mendenhall did an interview with the Austin American Statesman and he essentially begged to get into the Big 12. And yeah. I thought it was a mistake. But his legacy is very much untarnished. I think he left a little too late. Yeah. I think he left a little too late. Uh, let's see. Damian Garbero. What's up, Damian? It will be interesting to see what the ratings will look like tomorrow with both Texas and BYU game and Oregon-Utah game playing at the same time, well, at least during the first half. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think... Yeah, Texas-BYU is going to be 3 million, in my opinion, at least. It's going to be a huge game. Yeah. It's going to be a huge game. Because BYU brings a million every single week, so you figure, okay... Texas BYU, is worth more than that. Texas is worth more than that. You know, you figure high it's end. probably a three million game. Yeah. High, it's probably four million high end. Yeah, four would be the high end. I, I think you're somewhere around three, three point three. But I know. think every Pac-12 fan is going to be watching Oregon, Utah. Yeah. So my guess is, if every Pac-12 fan is watching Oregon and Utah, they have like nine hundred thousand people. So, see what he did there. So if you, every you, Pac-12 hey, fan, you better be laughing right now. If every Pac-12 fan was watching that game, you'd have about 900,000 because nobody's a fan of the Pac-12 or what was the Pac-12. Does, does that make sense? Nobody watches. <laughs> they don't, don't turn on the TV and stuff. Okay, good talk. Uh, good I, talk. Think they're, I think they're both going to be very big numbers. Very big numbers. Uh, Boss Frog. I'm about to direct my fury towards Salty. I'm done with Phil. Okay, I'm done with. Okay, you, what sir. the hell? Okay, what happened I, with? I, Phil? Yeah, I need to know what happened with Phil, dude. I, I I'm not trying to encourage fighting, but what the hell happened with Phil? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mike Smith, he's a friend of mine. Uh, Salty is okay. He just needs to send Monty show the beer he owes them. Yeah, see, I mean, it's very clear, Salty. I mean, you know, you know, Lee Jensen. Did Monty just say Amen? You know, juice. Your name's juicy, by the way. Yeah, your name's juicy, dude. I don't know what this this Lee Jensen garbage is. Uh Gary Wolf, friends don't let friends drive thrown up the U on their hands. And that's what I'm saying, OG Gary. I worry that maybe there's I don't want you to get warts and stuff on your hands. That would be bad. Uh, we should probably move on. When I when LaBelle was running over the Utes, Coog fans were just as shitty. S-H-I-D-D-Y. Let it go and be <laughs> Let it go and be happy that you got mentioned on a national RV show. A I don't, national RV show. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, there it is. Shake, 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 shake That's it. That's it. Shake it. Shake it. Dude, who did that song? Dance, dance. It's like Metro something yeah. or some, whatever. It is. Not Snow Patrol. No, shake like it. Metro. Yeah. Uh, Boss Frog, welching on a commitment, huh? Sounds like an outstanding casual. He owes us a full case. Metro Station. There you go. Oh, uh, he owes us a full... Um, why are you, why are you, people texting me and stuff, Dude, man? We're doing the program. How are you texting, buddy, over here, man? Come yeah, on. What what you mean, man? man? Who's texting you, man? Um, honey. It's my last opportunity. <laughs> honey, honey, honey. It's my last opportunity to take a survey. <clears throat> no. 
Nope, not going to get upset with AT&T Wireless. Not nope. now. Nope. Maybe later. Nope. Uh, let's see. Dirty Dancing is 80s cringe. Roadhouse, though. Roadhouse. Who saw Roadhouse? Who saw Roadhouse? Hey, there's Phil Venzer. One more hour of Boss Frog's bullshit. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, I need to understand what's going on here. Context, please. Daniel J Dixon says, great movie. There's Phil. Boss Frog says, yeah, what happened? What the hell happened? Somebody, please. Yeah, I need to understand this. Um, tell me you are not a badass by saying you're a certified ass kicker. Exactly. We need to make a list of movies for two holes to watch and have him review at the end of shows. Well, Godfather, absolutely. Jaws. Are we fans of horror movies? No, I'm not. I'm not, dude. Nope. I, I, there was a, I don't even remember who was doing it. I think it was Howard Stern today or on a rerun because that guy never works. Uh, but they were on the Howard Stern show talking about that poltergeist possession type movies are not good. And I agree. I was never scared of Jason or Freddy Krueger or those movies never scared me. Right. I would, the movies where it's like, should we go to the running car or should we hide behind the see-through wall of knives? <laughs> hide behind the wall of knives quickly. Freddy's coming. Right. Those movies never scared me. Scream did not scare me. Uh -huh. But I think movies like The Exorcist terrified me as a kid. Yeah. Poltergeist terrified me as a kid. The movie Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. God, dog, I wish I had never seen that. Any of them <laughs> terrified me. The oscillating fan routine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Terrible. Uh, Phil Benzer says, I was reporting the uh, VGK Blackhawks score. Why? The Hawks are losing. They must be. Let's not. That's not why Moe's pissed off, dude. I guarantee it. No. He, Moe's probably pissed off because I'm guessing Phil brought up the story that dealers don't want to sell electric cars anymore. Well, could be wrong, but it <laughs> is. Uh, wow, it's two two. How about that? Wow, <laughs> my guy Bedard goal on one shot stud. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, of course Carlson's got a goal. There are some play like William Carlson needs to be punched in the face repeatedly. <laughs> He's that guy that's like, oh, I'm Swedish. I'm good looking. Look at my flowing locks. Your wife wants this. And I'll drop that mother. You need to punch him in the face. Yeah. Just so we're aware. We're yeah. all on the same page. Yeah. Uh, but you guys cannot be fighting over that. Boss Frog, uh, that's what ESPN alerts are for. Keep up with the 21st century technology. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Bro, you mad, Mo? What's going, dude? Seriously, can someone just one comment, one comment, spell the whole thing out? Come on. Good lord, help us. Uh, Phil went quiet. The Wi-Fi doesn't reach his mom's basement. Damn! Oh my god, you're savage, dude. Uh, Corey Erickson, the ring. Ooh. Yeah, I never got into the ring, dude. Bastin Mapes, Paranormal Activity got me. God, dude. dog. The pool, the movie with the vacuum in the pool. Oh, yeah, dude. Nah, bro. Never again. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, soak it, soak it. Billy Squire, yes. You don't know who Billy Squire is. No. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out, The Exorcist was a hoot. Laughed the whole time during the spring break in the seventh grade. 
Do you know what she did? Oh, my God. Uh, Jeremiah Champion, Poltergeist was my favorite movie as a kid. Oh, that movie. Oh, my God. No. Um, Brandon, how many holes as a rating system? Okay, one hole means not a good movie. We go both holes, dude. You must see. How many tomatoes? Some wild shit going on. Right? How many tomatoes in two holes? <laughs> uh, let's see. Shonsky, Jake, no Godfather, Roadhouse, or Basic Instinct. It's time to come out of the closet. Dude. No, please. Why do I even show up? Like, what's the point? I, I sometimes I wonder that. I contemplate that. Uh, Daniel Dixon, <laughs> love horror movies. New Saw movie was good. Exorcist Believer was good. No, I mean, we don't need to remake The Exorcist. No. We, the, we, you don't need. And I'm not a Saw guy either, dude. I got to be honest with you, bro. Like, I'm not interested in seeing people get grinded alive in a metal disposer. No. Uh, read that one already. Phil Venter says, I challenged Boss Frog in a UFC cage. Now, what, are you, what are you, Elon? Like, come on, guy. Jeff Woodworth, isn't Roadhouse the movie that the dude shot Reagan because he was trying to impress Jodie Foster? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, Phil, uh, Mike Smith, he's a friend of mine. Ours, uh, ours. Oh, I'm dude. sorry. Can you Mike Smith, me, Jake doesn't have any friends. You're uh, casual. <laughs> Phil went full on jealous <laughs> mode because Boss Frog and I were posting more than he would like and you were reading them. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Phil, you about to get your throat torn out, Swayze style. I love that. <coughs> I love that. Final Destination, never saw it. Uh, Taxi Driver, yes. The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Nar. <laughs> They're in the cave getting absolutely owned. What, it, what was the upshot of that movie? What was it? There wasn't really, I don't remember there being I don't an think upshot. there was an upshot, There wasn't right? an upshot, no. I don't think there was an upshot in that movie. Uh, Jeremiah says the evil dead OG for the win. Okay. Uh, Gumby fresh out. Wouldn't be the same without Jake. It's a, we're joking. Yeah. We're joking. Not about the coming out part about like Jake not being here. Cause he has never seen the Godfather. He's never seen it. Right. Not one time. I haven't. Right. I haven't. No, no, no. Al Pacino, a good guy or a bad guy? Uh, bad guy. Oh, my God. Okay, let's move on. Clearly. Thank you. He's never seen it. Um, no. Jeff Woodworth, Army of Darkness, best one-liners in any horror movie. You haven't seen it. Uh, I have not seen it. MJ Bissett. What's up, MJ? Poltergeist gave me a special appreciation for digital TV. No more TV static or snow. Seriously. Poltergeist was amazing. Bastin Mapes. Uh, the Evil Dead remake was not enough to see the one that came out this year or either of them. Uh, the uh, Fat Jesus. What's up, my favorite author? The movie Why Him? It's a comedy, but the thought of my daughter marrying James Franco is the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> is that the one where like the ground, the earth falls in and they're all in a house and like Jonah Hill's in that movie. What, what was it called? What do you say it's called? Uh, it why is Him? The, why Him? But it, it, you guys remember the horror movie where they can't go outside and they're all stuck in the house? And no, that's not this one. I can't remember what movie that is. I, I cannot remember. The Shining, yes. The Shining was terrifying. Terrifying. This uh, is the end. This is the end, yes. 
Uh, chatter is that the Weiss computer included over 50 films of Oregon State or Ohio State practices on their practice field found by the FBI should play the postseason. No, this is sickening. Well, I mean, that's speculation. Speculation. Uh, Big Blue Horses. These are movies for Jake. Tell me if you've seen any of these. Rocky. No. Casablanca. No. Godfather. No. Star Wars. Yes. Terminator. Yes. You've seen Terminator. Yeah. Predator. Yep. Alien. Yep. Singing in the Rain. No. Stripes. No. God, you've never seen Stripes. No, dude. Okay, let's look that up. Have you ever spatulaed a woman's ass sitting on a stove? Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Dude, we're not just going to blow by that comment. Blazing Saddles. Yes. Where are the white women at? Yeah. You have not seen Blazing Yes, Saddles. I have. Uh, any Monty Python movie? No. Ghostbusters? Uh, yes, I back, have, actually. Back to the Future? Uh, no. Ferris Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Breakfast Club. Yes. You've not. Yes, I have. We watched it together. How do you not remember this, dude? That was some kind of wonderful. Okay. It was. No, it wasn't. It was the Breakfast Club. I promise okay. you. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, I'm jealous. Boss Frog, he's not Elon. He's on food stamps. Jesus. Mike Smith, he's a friend of ours. The thing is, uh, The Thing is an awesome movie. Okay. Oh, giggity. The Hills Have Eyes. I No. That was a good horror movie. What was that? What was that scary movie where they couldn't talk and it was Emily Blunt? Do you remember that one? It was like quiet, a quiet place. Yeah. With, with, uh, uh, John Krasinski. I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, Bigfoot Duck. Really? All of us Oregon Duck fans? Come on, man. Not all. I didn't say all. I said most, except Bigfoot Duck. I specifically... But there's only like five of you, dude, so it's, it's like kind of tough. Stop. Stop it. Uh, not all. You're correct. Uh, Kendon Shirley, Blair Witch Project equals motion sickness. Okay. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Howard the Duck scared the S out of me as a kid. Did it really? Okay. Oh, my God. The Human Centipede 3. Stop. Why would you ever see that? Mike Smith, he's a friend of ours. Uh, Blair Witch Project, super cheap budget, really huge profit. Started a whole lost found footage style of movies. Yes, yes it did. and I love it. Yep, absolutely it did. Uh, Boyd Lake, Jaws still gets me. Uh, GTI, Brandon, no, that's, this is the end. It is. It is. That is correct. Um, OG Gary, I'm mad, jumpy on horror movies and scream a lot. <laughs> Do you really? Are you like a, ah! Or are you like, oh, what, like, where, what's the octave? Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the octave? LFG says Stripes. Stripes is a great movie. Am Dude, I wrong about this? It's in the eighties, dog. Like, come on. Stripes is a great. And don't play intramurals, brother. And the overt sexual references are unbelievable. And it's Bill Murray. Ha Animal House. Yes. You have not seen Animal House. What, what, and if you've seen Animal House, what role does golf play in that movie? I don't remember. There you go. He hasn't seen it. So, uh, yeah, it turns out that, uh, Dan Murphy from ESPN. Yes. Just rolled out some new details about the uh, old Michigan scandal. Yeah. I've, I, I've been texting about this. Go ahead, please. 
Why? Please do. Yeah. I, so apparently, uh, Dan spoke to someone this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, one of the people who received tickets to Big Ten games from suspended Michigan staff or Stallions. He said Stallions paid him to tape the sidelines of future Michigan opponents. So now they're coming out and talking about it. I don't understand. And I, I, I've been working on this for the past couple of minutes. That's who's been texting me. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious about this. And I wonder what you guys, does this change anything for you? Um, he said he was wary of Stallion's plan, quote, to a degree when he was first approached to tape the games. So this guy is spilling his guts about the Michigan situation. Mm -hmm. And he is saying to ESPN, and remember that this is an ex-D3 coach who says that a Michigan staffer hired him to record future Big Ten opponents. You can call me naive, but no one is reading the bylaws. I'm not a contractual lawyer. I just felt like if you are not doing it, you're not going to, you're not trying to get ahead. So you're justifying it. Yeah. He said that uh, he attended three Big Ten games during the past two years to record the sidelines of future Michigan opponents. He said he uploaded the videos he took on his personal cell phone to a shared iPhone photo album, but does not know who else uh, other than uh, Stallions had access to the album. This guy is a former D3 football player and coach. He spoke to ESPN on the condition that his name not be published. He is the first person who was involved in the alleged cheating scheme to publicly detail their role. It is against NCAA rules for staff members of a football program to scout games of future opponents, period. Yeah. There, there is no gray area. So this is, this is remarkable. This source who spoke to ESPN on Friday said he attended games at Rutgers and Penn State last season, another game at Penn State last month. He said that before the news of the investigation was made public, Stallions also provided him with a ticket to this upcoming Saturday's game between Indiana and Penn State. He does not plan to attend. He said at the games he attended, he filmed every drive from his seat in the stands about 15 to 20 rows above field level. He said he tried to film wide enough to include the sideline in the majority of the team's on-field formations so members of the Michigan staff would be able to sync his video with other film and decode the team's signals. You're welcome. Which is exactly what we told you the other day was yeah. happening. Yep. He said he was able to capture enough of the coaches on the sideline that their signals were visible for someone who zoomed in on the recorded video. A lot of people may say you can just rip that from the All-22. We talked specifically about this on the show. The All-22 is the wide angle. Well, it's not that easy. This makes it easier to mirror things up and get those tendencies. He said for the three games he taped, he received $1,000 to cover his travel expenses and pay for his time. He said Stallions paid him from a personal Venmo account. The source who spoke to ESPN Friday attended games at Rutgers Penn State last season. 
Uh, I only did a half because it was pouring rain and they were playing UMass. It didn't, uh, it didn't pay well enough. So I was like, yeah, I'm not staying here. Ooh. Ooh. Rough, dude. That is rough. Stallions purchased tickets to at least 35 games featuring 12 other Big Ten teams. Yeah. The source said he did speak with ESPN. He said he was not aware of how many people helped tape games. He said he assumed someone else was helping to fund the trips, but that he only ever spoke to Stallions. I wasn't doing it for personal gain or hoping to get my foot in the door if Connor becomes a head coach someday. It was just, I got to go to some Big Ten games. All right, sweet. And everyone else, I felt, was doing it for the, to some degree. It's a billion-dollar industry. You're going to work in the gray areas as best you can. How does this change things? I don't think it changes anything. We knew what this guy did. Yeah, I think it solidifies things. I, you know, I think it it just adds to, hey, here's the accusations. Here's the evidence we have. Now it's being corroborated by witnesses, people involved, witnesses. I mean, that's the, you know, those three areas you need, right? You need the accusation or the allegation. You need your evidence, and then you need people to back that evidence up. I think this is a big deal. And I think that Jim Harbaugh will not coach Michigan's next game. And we have heard repeatedly today that there is considerable division in the Michigan football office. Yeah. There are some people that are in the corner of this is no big deal. I don't understand why, why everybody's making a case to, Hey, this is terrible. It's another bad look. Jim's got to go. There is division, according to the people that we've talked to, about whether or not Harbaugh should stay or go. And I think there is a growing number of people at Michigan who want him gone. And I think if he coaches another game, it can it creates considerable exposure for future Michigan football seasons. And I think there's a lot of people thinking about that. Yeah. Because if ESPN is talking to the people that were doing the recording, the NCAA has probably already talked to him. Yep. Because the NCAA had a weak head start on this. And it's not hard. I mean, you can do the math, right? And it's the traffic analogy I always use. Hey, I'm not speeding. Well, yeah, you are. No, I'm not because there's no cop. It's only a speeding ticket if there's a cop to catch you. They got caught. It's a problem because they got caught. Absolutely. It's a big deal because they got caught. Are the, they the only ones doing it? I have no idea. You know what I do know? They're the only ones who got caught doing it. And even if, even if it was just this one thing inside of this box where Jim Harbaugh was stealing signs, I would not terminate him. But let me get this right. You were uncooperative. And you brazenly in public sight broke recruiting laws during the COVID dark period that reports say included you meeting in person with recruits in public and watching workouts over Zoom. And then when you were asked about it, you refused to answer the question. You refused to be asked questions. And then when you were asked questions, you were evasive. 
And now it's not in question because you took a three-game rip that you self-imposed. Okay. Recruiting violation. Videotaping games. Jim, one more thing, man. I got to warn you here. If you're going to keep skirting the rules, we're probably going to we're probably going to have to take significant action. Yep. Cuz now we're getting in trouble with the NCAA. Our job is to win games. Just go ahead and recruit and win games. Try to do that inside the lines. Then when the FBI's like, "Hey, uh, how you doing? Jagger Hoover here." FBI. Yeah, um Do you know who Matt Weiss is? Um, I'm going to need to look at his computer. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> so let me get this right. You created significant issues with recruiting, and then you were an asshole about it. <laughs> For real. You got caught taping sidelines. And now the FBI has been on campus for four months. Okay, pack your stuff. Here's a box. I'm going to, Jim, I respect you. So I'm going to pay for the box. One box. Because you don't have any trophies and you don't really deserve any game balls. Pack this thing up. We're out of here. So take your pens and pads, put all your khakis and your Coke bottles in there and get the out. Yeah. That's where I would be. He'd be gone already. Yep. He'd be gone already. Yet somehow he's not. You're the FBI's here, Jim. Pack your shit. Let's go. And furthermore, okay. Hey, man, look, I didn't tell him to break the law. It's not on me that Matt doesn't know about. Okay. So shit happened. Problem is, yeah, everybody inside Michigan football is leaking like a broken pipe. And, yeah, it turns out that uh, this internal audit we did, uh, yeah, it uncovered a cheating scandal where you were sending football interns and friends of your, some guy, some guy. Yeah, some jamoke. Who were was telling their friends and their friends and our friends and their friends that they were cheating for you? That's it, Skippy. Yeah, this cat's got to go. Yeah, this time. cat's got to go. It's time. Like I, I just can't even. Don't know how you justify keeping him, man. And why are you keeping him? Yeah. So now, like, it's over now. We know what happened. We know what happened. So you can no longer say, "Well, there's no evidence, man." Oh, there's evidence. We got people talking to ESPN. They've got financial records. They've got his Venmo, his LinkedIn, his manifesto. Yes. Oh, but Jim didn't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter because the NCAA says if it happened in your program, you should have known. And if you didn't, you're liable, so you got to go. Yeah. And it's not just one thing anymore. It's not the recruiting scandal. It's not just the FBI has been here for four months. Which is incredible on its own. It's not. The FBI has been here for four months. The Federal Bureau of Investigations is in Crawled up our ass for four months, Dude. Jim. Now the internal audit that we did because the FBI's been orifice hunting for four My months. Word. Orifice hunting. For four months. Hugh Janus. Uncovered a cheating scandal in your football department. Mm. Yeah, it's time, oh. it's time to go. It is time to go. Wild. It's time to go. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. There, like, I don't know how you defend this. Uh, salty drunk. There are a few dudes in the mon- members only group that could benefit from your advice on being thick skinned. Well, you attack them personally and called them names. 
Um, by the way, are you going to unblock me? I'm not going to put you back in the group. Okay, so here's what happened. You outed yourself. I didn't out you. James lost his shit in the group and started attacking people and like made it personal and name called. We don't put up with that. Yeah. And so I took some time, talked to some people in the group and I said, Hey, how are you feeling about this? What do you think of this? How are you? Hey, I'm going to give him a timeout. And I said, let's see how he does. Because, and I told Jake this, he's going to DM me and he's going to say, hey, I'm going through a tough time. Sorry, my bad. Can you put me back in the group? And then James, I took him out of the group and I said, you can't treat people like that. So I'm going to take you out for a while. And then James was like, hey, man, sorry, I'm going through a tough time. Uh, won't happen again. Can you put me back in the group? And I said, not, not for a minute. No, I'm not doing it. And now what you're doing is... Again, you're you're like going after people in the group, man. I'm happy to have this nicely curated group of people that share everything from prize picks to life things to sports. You have to, to understand there's a line, dude. Yeah. There's a line. And, yes. and joking about Giddy or joking about Forex Gold, which, by the way, I haven't had in over 10 years and remember it like it was yesterday. It's easily my favorite beer and it's not even close. Joking about that is one thing, right? Or, yep. you know, like busting balls is fine, whatever. But but going after people personally, dude, is can't. just, it just, we can't, we can't, we can't do it. have it, bro. And so, so I, I, it, it's for me, it's not personal with you. It's you, not. Did, you did something which forced our hand. It is what it is. It's not the first time it's happened with you or like with other members or whatever. Like we've had these type of situations before. Yes. And the, the health of the group is paramount. It, it's business. So if you don't understand that, that's fine. And going after guys like like Salty went after uh, Boss Fraud. And he was telling, he said to me in DM that the only reason I like Boss Frog is because he pays. Well, A, we run a business. So yeah, but everybody in that group pays to be in that group. So when you attack them, you don't get to be in the group anymore. And I understand, hey, if you don't feel like you want to financially support the show because we took you out of the group, hey, I totally get it. Yeah. We appreciate you. We like having you here. We like talking NBA with you. But, like, you're complaining right now that we're not talking NBA. Dude, this is the biggest story in sports. Do you understand? Just in the last week, do you understand we've done over a million impressions on Jim Harbaugh on YouTube? I said a million impressions on Jim Harbaugh. When you search YouTube for Michigan cheating scandal, who comes up? That's right. We do. So it's business. And one of the things that I think people forget is, and what happens in our business is we talk to a lot of people and we make relationships. Some people take it too far. And so they're like, well, you're going to talk NBA now because I said so. I'm going to do what's good for business. Yeah. And I, I say, I've said this to James. I've, I've said this on the show. I've said it to James directly. He's one of the guys who's been here forever. And he reminds me of it all the time. I appreciate that you've been here since he says we had 500 subscribers. That's amazing. Doesn't give you the right to attack people in our, in our members only group. Yeah. Do they need thicker skin? I have no idea. I don't know. That's not the conversation we're having. So there you go. And that's how I feel about it. 
It is what it is. Uh, Mike Smith, Monty, his username is Salty Drunk. It's not like he's hiding it. No, he's a good dude. Yeah, the discussion is not whether no. James, who that's his name, James, who goes by Salty Drunk. Discussion is not whether he's a bad or good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. The The issue is, is that, is that we do run a business. We have things we have to protect. Now, nine times out of ten, we don't say anything about it, right? I mean, literally, like, you got to work hard. And and I just think it's one of those situations where you have your opinion and we have a business we have to run, man. And and I love that group. And honestly, like, we talked about it today. Like, we were talking about, well, let's, you know, like he said, let's see how he does. And, you know, we'll... We talked about putting you back in the group today, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And we've done that with several other people, too, that, have, you know, that earned their way out of the group. So... It, and everybody who does this... Always says, man, I, that that group's one of the highlights of my day, man. I really miss it. Can I just get another opportunity? Our our members only content group, our members only group on Instagram is a great group of people. You're talking about probably, I mean, it's a couple hundred deep, but you're probably talking about really probably like 50-ish people who are really active every single day, everything from prize picks to... Hey, like, you know, what do you think of this place? We're right, right now, during the show, we're talking about Mastro's versus Stake 44 in Scottsdale. Yep. Uh, you know, so it's everything. And and the beauty of it is it's 24-hour access. I've talked junk in that group. People have talked junk to me. You think you think the the pile of junk I got talked to uh, that, that got brought on to me from Mo about that organ, that organ <laughs> bet I got wrong? Dude, I got my ass beat in the group for that, as I should have, as I should have. But it's a sports but take. But it's a sports take. It's not like dude saying I'm an asshole or I'm a bad guy. So yeah, man, I I you think I want to be having this conversation, Salty? You think I want to have to do this? No, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Uh Jim Choi, Monty Show, who loves you? We love everybody. Uh Lee Jensen, uh, join the group. It's 100 percent worth it. And everybody says that. Yeah. Because it's a good group of dudes. So, I cannot tell you how many of those guys I talk to offline about personal life stuff. Hey. I have guys that are like, Hey, I'm struggling in my marriage. Can you, we, and I talked about this on the show, a former member who I'm not going to name a former member of that group was having trouble in his life and was talking about killing himself. And he said that group saved my life. And I, I'm not even exaggerating that he talked about the fact that that group and the idea that he would not be able to be in that group is something he thought about because he had lost his job. He couldn't afford to fix his car and his parents had kicked him out because he had an addiction issue. And he's like, the only thing I have is, is my, and I think he talked about what do you call them? Track phones or whatever. He had a, a prepaid smartphone. Right. And his sister was paying his bill for his smartphone. And he's like, this group is the only thing that kept me going. Thanks. And he straight up told me, he said, I'm completely changing my life. He went to, essentially what happened is he went to rehab and he got out, he went to school. And when he left for school in September, he said, I'm going to leave the group because I need to move into a new phase of my life. And it reminds me of a lot of feelings I had. And I completely respected that out of him. Yeah. Like it's just, it's an amazing group of people, dude. And it is, there's nothing we can't solve in that group. And whether I'm serious, whether it's sports or 
prize picks. Every we're always arguing over prize picks. Always, always, because Teddy Wayman puts his prize picks in there, and the guy never fucking loses on prize picks. No, he and is it makes nails. people it makes people crazy. Yeah, all he does is win. So the point is, yeah, the, the point, point is, is, is that when you're going to come out here and and try to do whatever you were trying to do there. Yeah, it's just telling me everything I need to know, man. Respectfully, like I just don't. I we have no need to put up with it. Yeah, the ecosystem of that group is not going to be. Yeah, question. Uh, Teddy Wayman, I know, uh, Aaron. I'm just so busy all the time, but I'll try, homie. Yeah, it, it, his prize picks are. Yeah. Yes, Teddy. Dude, whatever you do, whatever formula you use, don't change that thing. Yeah, if you could mail me some of that prize picks, yeah, uh, magic dust, that'd be great. Yeah, can I get the launch codes too? Can, can I get? You know what, Teddy? Can I get your Connor Stallions file, please? Thank Jake, you. Jake's like, Jake's like, dude, I got one more flex play in me. Should I deposit? Should I put more money in? Because I, it's garbage. I'm down to like, he's like, I'm down to it. He's like, I got $7 left. Flex play. Should I put more? It's been a rough one for me, man. <laughs> rough month, man. Rough month. But last month, what happened? I was cooking last month. <laughs> I was cooking I, last month. I was, so, dude, I was. I was th I was running out yeah, bro. on prize picks yes, last month. Yes. Oh yes, my God. Dude, yes. uh, in the description below, by the way, there is also uh some prize picks. Um Salty Drunk says, I remember you guys wearing the Beats headphones with two chairs facing each other. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. This show has come a long way. And and James, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. But I I and I don't want you not to be part of our show or part of our group or part of our but you have to understand that that is uh, that group is that group. I don't even have to do it. I don't even have to like uh, 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 referee that group. You understand. I just hope everyone understands this. this is how good the group is just for those of you who aren't in the group. So it's impossible for us to monitor the group 24 seven a day, right? Like we have things we do. Yep. It's, it's impossible. So what happens? We know things go sideways when we start getting DMS from like five, six, seven people. And and that's ultimately what happens. So I hope you understand. It's not that we don't like you, bro. No, it's, it, it's not just personal. like it's not personal at all. I I dude, I you're one of the long times. You're the OG, dude. You you like you the, Lopes like, fan Gabe. Yeah, you're like, in that group of that core Gumby, group. Yes, yes. All our Phoenicians, all of our San Franciscans, all of our Los Angeles people. Like we've we we have a good that's right. We have a good group. Yeah, it's fine. Um, let's see, Boss Frog. Uh, this is about respect. You don't use the excuse of losing a loved one to be disrespectful. That does not give you a pass. Yeah. And there are multiple people in our circle here who have, and I'm not going to name names. There are multiple people in this show's system that have recently lost significant. I'm talking about dads, best friends, a spouse, a mom. Like it, it, it's been, uh, I'm telling you 2023, I'm not going to miss it. Because there's a lot of people who have had a tough go. Yeah. But it, it just doesn't mean that you get to treat people poorly. That's all I'm saying. Giggity. Uh, that group is great until Jagoff start changing the theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, Jake hates when people change the theme it, of the group. You know what, dude? It, it is what it is, bro. Yeah. It's what it is, bro. Mike Smith, everybody's allowed to have a bad day once in a while. You are. It just can't be the norm. That's exactly right. Um, let's see. Where is uh, Teddy Wayman? Amen, uh, Boss Frog. I'm speaking from something that has happened to me personally lately. There you go. There you go. Uh, Boyd Lake. 
Any thoughts on the World Series? Please, God, let the Rangers win. I'm a Ranger. I'm, I want the Rangers. I love Bruce Bochy. That guy. So I wear, I wear a size 8 hat. I don't know where that hat is. I think it's still in my closet. I don't know. I wear a size 8 hat. And the San Francisco Giants made a gold San Francisco Giants hat. And I could only get a seven and five A's. And it was tight. It was uncomfortable. And Boach had a stack of them on his desk. When I worked at KMBR 680, the sports leader, uh, I covered the Giants. So they win the World Series. And the next year, we were sitting in his office at AT AT&T Park. And we were just talking. It was me, him. There were a couple other, Janie McCauley, I think, was it was just a couple of us sitting around talking. And uh, he had all of his hats. And I don't know how he knew. No idea. But he he said, he said to me, don't you, don't you, he made some joke about being in the uh, big, huge cranium club. (laughs) Huge cranium club, which is why I say cranium. So when somebody asks me, I say, I have a huge cranium because Bochy says that, said that he gave me his hat or one of them. He had a stack of the gold ones and I don't know how he does it. I'm sure. Cause he's a baseball manager. Why wouldn't they? But new era makes him eight and a half hats. And if they don't, he just trims the side of it, but he's like, yeah, here have one. And he gave it to me and I never wear it. I never wear it. I, th- I think it's in my closet. I could be wrong. I don't know where that hat is, but. I love Bruce Bochy. He's a good guy. I cannot tell you. And I think I've talked about this on the show where when you're in my position, don't talk. Just listen. You will learn more by just listening to people like Boch talk. Bruce Bochy is a good dude. A really good dude. Did you hear his story about what he did when he wasn't a manager anymore? He coached a T-ball team, the Astros. (laughs) He coached a T-ball team. Um, but he's just a good dude. I, I mean, I, I really am rooting for the Rangers. Yeah. Um, I like Tori Lovello. Tori, Tori's a good dude. They ain't, ain't Arizona. All good. All good for all of my Arizonans and Phoenicians, man. I, I will be happy for you if they win. But I'm hoping the Rangers win. Yeah. I am hoping the Rangers win. We'll see. Uh, I have to think the rain, the way the Rangers are swinging the sticks, I have to think the Rangers win. Yeah. I mean, if Zach Gallen keeps getting half a ball on the edges, the D backs will win, but you know, it is Evaldi tonight four and oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's a, the fricking Zach Gallen has been getting that low outside corner mm-hmm. all postseason, And he's still got a five, two, four. But we'll see. And it's because he's around the plate a ton. He deserves credit for that. But I just, you know, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I, what I will say. a stud, dude. Yeah. What I'll say is tonight's game for the D backs is all about getting Evaldi out of the game as fast as possible. You know, I'm going to put a prize pick in on the game tonight. Okay. Uh, I, I would, but, you know, um, but I probably should I? Uh, in game one's always sketch, dude. You can't tell me Evaldi gives a damn about that. Yeah, tell me what the Evaldi strikeout number is. That's the one. Come on. But yeah, I think I think if you're the D-backs, you know, you've done a great job of doing the unexpected. 
Bro, I've got four minutes and it won't fucking like, come on, dude, you've got a computer in front of you, dude. It's not a computer. It's a rocket ship. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like a hardwired internet computer right in front of you. I don't know why that one wouldn't load. I I hate when I can't get my load. Um, Sorry. Did you say you hate when you can't hate when that happens? Get your load. You know, these guys are going to come. Yeah. uh, A a lot. A Baldi's five. I'm going to take that. Um, that means he's got to get six, though, dude. Yeah, he'll get six. Okay, you shut your mouth. Okay. Um, hits, runs, RBIs. Corbin Carroll more than one and a half. How come there's no? It quite literally is him and Cattell Marte. Uh, Lourdes Goriel is one and a half. That's it. That's it. That is it. You got to be kidding me. Hitter fantasy. Uh, Adolis Garcia, seven and a half hitter fantasy score. Do I take that? Corey Seager's seven and a half. I think Seager's probably the one I would take. Christian Walker's only five and a half. All right, Seager or Adolis Garcia, seven and a half hitter fantasy score. I'm inclined to go with Seager because Adolis was so hot in the championship, but why are they not in? Go with what you think because I've been garbage, dude. I ain't even going to run from it, bro. Like, I've been terrible. Why are they not in? Total because bases. What about total bases? Adolis Garcia is one and a half. Corey Perdomo. Se- Perdomo. I've won with Perdomo multiple times. All right. Corey Seager it is. Okay. More on Evaldi. More and more. Slick. Um, I'm doing a flex play. You can goddamn bet on that, boy. Uh, I will do this. Let's go over here. Tyler Hero's cooking for the heat early. Shut up now, by the way. Yeah. Tyler Hero apparently said, okay, so I'm good. I'm good to go. Tyler Hero thinks he's going to be one of the best young scorers in the NBA this year. Mm-hmm. I no, I you you meant the MB like the you didn't mean the National Basketball Association. Because you're never going to be one of the best young scorers in that league. Yeah. Never. Uh, Teddy Wayman, stay away from MLB this series, Monty. Sketchy as hell. Thank you. Now, where were you 25 <laughs> you seconds ago? You can cancel it still. You got no, four I'm minutes. Good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out says the technical term is internet machine. Thank you. Yeah, the internet. Get on the interwebs. Dakota Tubbs, go Rangers from Tarrant County, boy. Hey, boy. Uh, Chuck B, <laughs> is, it, uh, is it possible to coach a T-ball team? Love Boach. I love the videos that go around Twitter where it's like, hey, the only thing T-ball is good for is complete chaos. It is. <laughs> totally is. Uh, Fat Jesus, my favorite author. Um, you guys, by the way, real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, God damn it. What the hell is going on over here, bro? Oh, yeah. This is sick. So Fat Jesus wrote a book. He got ISO up on that too, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fat Jesus wrote a book. Okay. Um, He put the Monty show in this book. Now, Fat Jesus, you may also know that this book came to us soaking wet. Yeah. Well, because it's Utah, so soaking. But if you guys... Whoa. Dude, are you okay? And I put this in the group. If you guys look right here where it says computer casuals, that's Jake and I sitting at a table. That can over here, right here, that's bucked up. And right here, it's in, in the yellow shirt right here. Uh, that says the mayor, uh, Monty Town Mayor. Yes! You, you can get his, and it's a funny-ass book. It No, your political allegiances don't matter. 
it, you'll laugh at it because it's funny. It is funny. Uh, where's Bi- Where's Joe Biden? Frank Stevens. It's on uh, Amazon. Go get it. Uh, it's a really funny book. It is genuinely worth the uh, the price. Support our guy, uh, Fat Jesus. Go get your book, Where's Joe Biden, on the interwebs at Amazon.com. In our members-only group right now, yes. Jaron Eccles. Just had my meeting with Sound Sleep Medical. Turns out I snore like a madman. <laughs> I'm t- sound sleep uh, medical is where it's at, dude. That's great, Jaron. I, I I'm glad they took care of you, dude. Yeah. Uh, Callahan says, uh, did it come in a bag of water? It was weird. It 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 was soaking wet, yeah. and I was like, did Vlad? By the, hey, did you hear about Vladimir Putin? Do you guys think Vladimir Putin's dead? Yeah. I think there's a chance. Probably a different show. It's fine. Riley O'Brien, haha, I just turned in, tuned in, got the patented, by the way, five seconds in, in. Let's go. Hope y'all are well. Good to see you, man. Uh, RJC Man 38, boys love the show. Bowling taking up all my time. A1C 13.6 to 6.1. Just can't sit around and listen every day. Let's go, Let's RJC. Go, dude. Let's Hell go. Yeah, Happy for you. Absolutely love that. Let's go. Uh, postseason baseball is always a ball buster. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, uh, fat Jesus. Yes. Love you guys. Thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate you guys. Go, if it go get, go get my guy's book. It's on, search it it on Amazon, dude. Yeah. Frank Stevens. Where's Joe Biden? And it, it is so fun. And it's like a cartoon book and like Joe Biden. The thing is Joe Biden writes a uh, postcard on every page. Like it's funny. You can imagine why he's at a computer store. You can, it, it's really well done. Yeah. It's really, really well done. Uh, Salty Drunk, can you keep giving me updates on the members only group, please, Jake? <laughs> well, look, dude, I, I I haven't given you any updates. So, like, I, I don't know. Okay, so I, I'm happy to talk about it, right? Should we put him back in the members only group? I'm inclined to say maybe November 1st. Which would be Monday. No, which would be Wednesday. It's the 27th. Oh, my bad. Should take your shoes off to Sorry, count, my bad. count to five. My bad. I'm stupid. Let's talk about it. I'm here for the conversation. Um, I would consider doing it uh, Wednesday. I will get some feedback from people in the group. Yeah, ultimately, just so you know, it's not our decision. No. I mean, it may be we created it, but ultimately, it's going to be the group's decision. Um, Let's see. Putin? Nah, haven't heard anything. Okay, so here's a story on Vlad- Big Daddy Vladdy. Um, so Vladimir's in his private castle, chilling in the crib, and allegedly staff found him dead on the floor. They said he had a massive heart attack. They gave him CPR, resuscitated him. Some say he's dead. Some say he's not dead. Kremlin completely denied it. But there is, and I don't, think it's even a thing anymore like the guy uses body doubles yeah uh but his health has been terrible right we've seen him shaking at tables and there is some belief that there's an a coup going on in the kremlin i mean this guy is unbelievable yeah this guy is unbelievable what happens when your people hate you yeah i don't know what happens to him i don't know what happens to him brady cook uh no he still needs a timeout Ooh, Brady says no. 
Uh, Maury Alvarez, greetings from Disney World. Wish you were here with me. Oh, Disney World would be amazing. Salty drunk, even murderers get parole. Right, but this is not the first time. You're, you know. Gumby fresh out. Pootie was chilling in the cut. He was. <laughs> World Series baseball ratings are going to be a disaster. Fox was hoping for the Phillies to win. Why do we care about ratings? I understand why people at Fox care, but why is fans? I've I've long been fascinated by this Because it's a point of contention to talk junk on the small market team. Hey, you guys don't. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's watching you. You guys are terrible. You don't bring ratings. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I feel like a fan cares. Okay. You can be down with that. Boss Frog, apologize to the group, and he can jump back in immediately is my thought. Okay. Okay. James, greetings from Stillwater. Here for homecoming. Ah, enjoy the dance. <laughs> Gotta win. Salty drunk. I apologize to all who were offended by my inappropriate words. Okay. Uh, Chuck B. Months ago, I showed up for conference realignment talk. Now I'm wondering if I need to be in some super secret member group. You do. You do. The way you get into our Instagram members only group is you subscribe to the show one, and then you join our membership. Uh, and you join the members only content and that gets you into the group. And yes, we verify if you're a subscriber and a full thing member. Yeah. Um, boss frog. That's all we need. Salty. Are we good boss? Uh, boss frog Monty, please let salty back in. Mike Smith is coup Russian for not today. Frodo. <laughs> Do you see the flow? Yeah. Stay with me. Stay with me here. Stay with me here. <laughs> Um, perhaps a pooty body double was the one that was unalived. Absolutely could be Jim Choi, Neil Brown, saving his job by killing Putin. You think <laughs> Neil Brown was involved in that? <clears throat> you know, boss frog. This is not about me, brother. Good peeps fumble the football. Just need to be respectful. Exactly. Right. Love this small market debate. It's freaking Dallas playing Phoenix. LOL. Those are Phoenix is a small market, sir. Phoenix is trust me. It's Arlington. Yeah, it's uh, can you get like, it right? Can you please be Listen, respectful, Dakota? It's Arlington, across the street from Tarrant County. What now? Let me tell you what now. Yeah, uh, Boss Frog says we're good. Aaron Wilson, I love Salty. I say give him another chance, but Salty needs to own up to what he did. Jeremy Callahan, Neil Brown definitely killed Putin. <laughs> and that, friends, is why it's called the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at the Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best entry attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com, or you never pay a penny to talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business. You guys hook it up. Injured at work, car accident, motorcycle accident. They're the best in the business. They care about individuality. They know that your case is unique. They have empathy for where you are and what you're going through. Give them your burden. They're going to handle it, and they're never going to ask you to pay them a penny out of pocket at the advocates, theadvocates.com. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. Thank <laughs> you.